Vatican II, R Ralph breaks the internet. Vatican II, back in the habit. Vatican II, Battle of the Smithsonian. <laughs> Welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the Hundred Script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. Pretty much everywhere. The bear I would want to be attacked by is Winnie the Pooh. Because he's nice and squishy. That yeah. was gonna be my answer. Oh, I, I chose no. Winnie the Pooh like an hour ago. So it's true. She did. Oh. There are a lot of other fictional animated bears, though. See, I was just fully going to approach it like a Ghostbusters situation, oh. where, like, that's the first harmless bear that popped into my head, mm. um, and now I don't know what to do. Okay, well, I have a lot of other options in my brain, so. Oh, yeah, I've got some more, too. So, yeah. here, you can have Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh -huh. okay. I know who I want to okay. be attacked by, because I know who I want to fight. Sorry, who are you? Oh, hey, I'm Brittany. Um, my name is Brittany Ray, actually. Uh, I'm a 29-year-old journalist from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And the bear I would want to fight is the freaking Charmin bears from the Charmin commercial. I don't understand this. I hate the Charmin bears. Please explain. Is this, is this like the way I hate Peppa Pig? Yes. Except the way I hate Peppa Pig is for a reason. You better have a good reason to hate the Charmin bears. Okay, I hate the Charmin bears because... They always demonstrate that they can't, like, properly wipe themselves with cheap stuff by getting, like, stupid, like, toilet paper stuck to their stupid butts. And I'm like, you look dumb. First of all, who wipes and, like, screws up that badly that you get toilet paper all over your own butt? And also, you're a bear. Why are you using toilet paper? This is infuriating. And also, if you're wiping your butt, you should really be using butt wipes instead of toilet paper. Thank you. I really hate the Charmin Bears. I would fight them and I would win. Counterpoint? Yeah. The whole purpose of the Charmin Bears is to be bad at wiping, and they're also their fictional bears. Here's my thing with Peppa Pig, though. <laughs> is that Peppa Pig is a fictional pig who's supposed to be a good influence on children, but she's a terrible, horrible narcissist. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, the Charmin Bears are supposed to advertise things to me, but I hate them so much that I block Charmin on Twitter and I won't buy their toilet paper. Okay. So that's that on that. And you might have noticed, uh, listeners, that we have another person here. Hello! <laughs> My name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 26-year-old writer in sunny pre-apocalyptic Washington, D.C. I'm a senior writer and the social media specialist at Telltale TV. I like over 40s OTPs and making playlists. I'm on Twitter at SamKCC, where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses. Yay! What bear are you going to fight, the, man? The bear that I would fight... Also, the question is not which bear you would fight, because Archie clearly <laughs> did not fight the bear. He lost. He I mean, went, I that's guess... That's why he lost. He didn't fight back. I have thoughts on this. I guess I would take on the polar bear from Lost. Okay. <gasps> Just for the hell of it. Okay. I gave you Paddington, I, and you took the polar bear you from You could have Lost? also chosen, I like... I all your energy. It's fine. Okay. Yogi Bear was there. Heckin' The bears <laughs> I from... I want to be attacked by Yogi Bear! The, the oh, bears no. from... Smo the Smokey. Smoky. Smoky mm. Bear. Mm. The bears from Brother Bear, Koda and Kenai, you could. Um, the Country Bear. Excuse me, I have yeah. a fun fact about um, mm. the Smoky Bear. The okay. Bears are horrifying. One time, Edward James almost called me on the phone and imitated the Smoky Bear by telling me that only I could stop forest fires. Thank you. Okay. That was a real thing that happened to me. Counterpoint, I love the Country Bears and I still do, thanks. The Country Bear Jamboree. Flex, but okay. What? Like the Country Bear Jamboree Country Bears? No, the movie. Uh, are they the same? Yeah. I don't know. They are? They're the same bears. The country bears got their own thing at Disney? 
I feel like that was a really it's obvious a connection movie. I made. I didn't even know the Country Bear Jamboree was a thing. You didn't know the Country Bear Jamboree was a thing? No, I just watched the movie Country Bears. It's by Splash Mountain. They have like a whole like jamboree. There's like animatronic bears. There's like a shooting range, which I don't really get. <laughs> Rob's like, I need to see this right now. I'm pretty sure the Country Bear Jamboree is also like kind of racist. Yeah, that whole section of Disney World is a It's like racist a really, really racist. Okay, those are not the same Country Bears from the movie. Are you sure? Um, yeah, I've seen the movie but a bajillion it's, times. It's we based it on, on the same concept. Sure, but the country bears look completely different. Let me see. See, these are the real country bears. Uh, oh, oh, those are horrifying. No! <laughs> it's a good movie! <laughs> Bro, those don't even look like bears. Is that Mr. Friendly? Is that, oh. Mr. Is that Papa Poutine? That's Papa Poutine. Oh my god, Papa Poutine is in the country bears movie? Guys, we've come full circle and this we've is, only started like five minutes of this podcast. I'm so happy that we got back on the topic of Riverdale because today we have words to say about episode 309 of Riverdale. No exit. Robin is still broken and has her head in her hands. <laughs> I feel like she's like going to cry or has like gone somewhere else. I grew up watching this movie like over and over again. Uh-huh. And then who, who knew that MC Ganey was going to come back into my life? MC Ganey is in your life a lot. It's true. Yeah. I feel like maybe he's stalking you. Uh, I feel like he probably isn't. If, if anything, I'm probably stalking him. <laughs> that seems that seems right. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, sorry it's about like, that. It's like when you have uh, a crush on an actor or actress and you go and watch all of their things, but Robin's just accidentally watching everything <laughs> that he's in. Yep. <laughs> so we are recording this uh, earlier than we usually do, and because of that, we had there was like com- some construction happening near us because it's the day and not the evening. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it or not, but if you do, it's ambient. Yeah, that's just like some fun <laughs> yeah. ambient stuff. Feel like you're in Vancouver here with us, you know? It's the real sounds of the Canadian wilderness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the Canadian wilderness construction. That's kind of that's depressing. Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So let's go into the title. The title is No Exit, which was a 1944 existentialist French play by Jean-Paul Sartre. Which I thought was kind of cool because it was mentioned on The Good Place. It, it was. It or was. Not, well, John Paul. Not no, yeah, John Paul was. Um, the play begins with three characters who find themselves waiting in a mysterious room. It is a depiction of the afterlife in which three deceased characters are punished by being locked in a room together for eternity. So, literally The Good literally Place. Literally The Good Place. Um, but also it makes sense because that's kind of what Archie is up to in this episode. Kind of. Yeah. Um, okay, so sorry if anybody liked this episode, but we're about to disappoint you. Uh, Tudor Boot! Fracking, sorry, fracking boot, and not even, like, it's not like boot the house down where, like, I really loved it. Boot it, like, into the ocean. Hmm. Like, a garbage part of the ocean. Yeah. Boot it into a swamp. Yeah. Um, aside from the Shoney stuff, which I, Shoney, not Shoney. I know, I'm not used to it either. Yeah. Um... Which I really enjoyed, uh, boot. I personally didn't enjoy the Shoney stuff. I, I have thoughts. No, I didn't either. I liked it at the beginning. Mm. Oh, then, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then it got, oh, yeah, and, and then, then it got, it turned into really bad writing. Yeah, and then it turned into just being kind of rude. Um, yeah, which we'll bad. talk about, and you know what, I feel like next episode everyone's gonna have forgotten about it, and we'll just have to, like, dislike Shoney a little bit in this episode, and that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, unfortunately this episode was a boot. I found it, like, a pretty weak, uh, mid-season premiere. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I would say that the only thing that saves it even a little bit is the last five minutes. Yeah. Like, that's even a little bit, right? Um, cool. So, uh, I think we split this into three different 
storylines. Um, we put Jughead and Veronica's storylines together, and then we had Betty's storyline and Archie's storyline. And you guys should stick around um, after we watch the trailer and everything, because I think we're going to start trying, uh, we're going to dissect the new um, Heather's thing mm-hmm. that we that we got this week. Um, so we'll definitely stick around for that. Um, cool. So uh, I was thinking we should might as well just start with Archie. Okay, go ahead, Brittany. You you did the notes. On I'm this actually one. like you've been talking to me, and I've been on my phone because I am reading about bear encounters. Because Whoa. I'm like, none of this seems real. But let's uh let's get to Archie, sure, the intrepid explorer up in good old Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Archie is radioing with his new friend that doesn't have a name. But Robin, you did point out that the line that he uses to radio them is a direct lift from The Shining. Yeah. Like, so direct, like, exact like it's quote. It's just the exact line, which is, I, I, I love that. I don't, I, unfortunately, I'm so sorry, but I, you guys know me, and I'm not a horror person. I've never seen The Shining, so I don't know what the context of that is, or if, and if we could make that make sense, but. Okay. You would just, you would really hate The Shining. <laughs> um, one of the things also that I noticed um, at the beginning with Jughead's, like, uh, beginning monologue about Archie is that he says he's in the Canadian hinterlands. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was growing up, like, okay, so you know how there are those, like, um, commercials that are, like, just for Canadians that oh, we yeah. always get, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like uh, House Hippo and... Yep. You know, like those PSAs that we used to get as like just in Canada. Or like the um the documentary things we get where like they recreate like a moment in Canadian history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was this sort of thing, and I can't remember exactly which channel it was on. I feel like it was a specific channel though. Yeah. And there was a like I guess it was like just I think it was like 60 second little things yeah. that would kind of go on in between commercials yeah. called Hinterland Who's Who. Did you I ever feel get like this? That's like CBC or CTV. Okay, yeah. yeah. Either way, did you ever get Hinterland Who's Who? No. Okay, so Hinterland Who's Who is best known as a series of 60 second public service announcements profiling Canadian animals produced by Environment Canada, Wildlife Service, and the National Film Board of Canada in the 1960s and 1970s and relaunched by the Canadian Wildlife Federation in the 2000s. While the word hinterland refers to an area near a coastline or riverbank, the series explores wildlife throughout Canada in general, regardless of location. So the word hinterland just brings me back to my childhood is basically yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Whereas like when, when Jughead made a Star Wars reference and mm. said Dagobah, but like didn't really pronounce Dagobah properly, that took me back to my childhood. So this was nice for all of us. It I was. Think. That was really nice. <laughs> Anyway, um, so Archie's on the radio, and his friend's like, hey, are you gonna, like, keep chilling up here, like, in Canada? And he's like, oh, man, I don't know. And I'm like, how is that even, like, a choice? Yeah. Like, you can't go home. Well, I think, yeah, because Jughead said it's been five weeks, so I guess one rotation is five weeks. Yeah, so... Or four weeks, I guess, maybe? Maybe it took him a little bit to get there. keep hanging out with the park rangers, I guess. Hmm. Um, anyway, his new friend drops a really obvious hint that there are grizzlies out and about. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, out and about. But I'm sure that's nothing. Whatever. Yeah, that's nothing's gonna happen. So cut to Archie Vegas and Archie's bitch in Patagonia vest <laughs> going for a nice walk. Like the obvious like label on it. I'm like, okay, you know he's in Canada. Mm-hmm. They seem they uh see some t- campers and Vegas um doesn't. Sam is giving me a look, which means that they must wear Patagonia in this. We do. I gotta be honest, I don't know what Patagonia is. Uh, squeeze me? How do you not know what Patagonia is? If you if you had just, without any context, if you had said, what is Patagonia, I'd be like, mm, Greek country? Hi, real quick, I just wanted to say that I am not an idiot, and I know that Greece is a country. What I meant was Greek island. Thanks so much. I don't know, like, oh. is it a clothing brand? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, I've never heard of it's it. It's like outdoorsy, like. Oh, that's why I haven't heard of it. No, but no, it's like North Face. Yeah, you know what North Face is. It's like. Sweater. Are you even Canadian? Fleece. I think so. Windbreakers. I can check my birth certificate. Canada Goose. I've, yes, I've come across many of those. No, not the- <sighs> I'm so confused, Brittany. I'm naming you clothing brands. Can They they named a clothing brand Canada Goose? Yeah. That's a really? kind of garbage idea because when someone Googles Canada Goose, they're just going to get geese. I think that's a really bad, um, like, product choice. I'm kind of mad that you're right. Yeah. Anyway, back to Archie, because we're done arguing about clothes now. I guess. I'm sorry I'm dumb. You're not dumb. You just, um, no, you're dumb. So they see some campers and Vegas barks at them because he's antisocial, which, like, I get. Did the hikers get killed by the bear? I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah. Um, Archie spots some really obvious bear tracks. Um, I've seen bear tracks in my life. They are not that perfect. This is like when you see the T-Rex tracks in Jurassic Park. And you're like, hmm, that looks weirdly perfect for being rainy and muddy. I mm. wonder what this is about. So, I mean, obviously Archie is like, let's not go talk to them because he's like on the run. Yeah. Right? He's like, can't see anybody or else they'll be like, we saw a carrot top kid. Yeah. And then Hiram would be like, aha! Yeah. <laughs> aha! He's just, I think his job is to be like, oh, okay, there's people here. And the thing is that it's kind of clear that like the gargoyle gang is like, First of all, Hiram's gang, but second of all, already in Canada, jumping Reggie, so they're, like, probably, like, fully, like, actively looking for Archie. I just really like that this show has given up, like, pretending that it's not set in Canada. Because, mm. like, they keep saying it's, like, upstate New York or something, yeah. and I'm like, no, it's not. You're already at the border. Yeah. Just, like, it's in Canada. Yeah. Just give up. So Archie sees some bear tracks, and I'm like, oh my god, I wonder what those bear tracks are about, and then he turns around, and oh my god, a bear! There's, there's no budget for a real bear. No, there's, no, you only hear the bear, which I will give them credit. Terrifying bear sound. Yeah. But, okay, so, okay, okay. Okay. So I did some bear research. I love it. as Canadians, <clears throat> we are actually warned about, like, bears and stuff. Like, we know about bear safety, especially, like, if you drive through the mountains, like, there's a whole bunch of, like, rules about, like, how to be around bears. And basically, only time that you are going to get attacked by a grizzly bear is if you scare the crap out of a grizzly bear. Mm -hmm. But they were in an open clearing. So that bear already knew he was there. Right. And the grizzly would, um, like, given how grizzlies behave, would not go anywhere near him. Mm. It would just be like, hey, a human, bye! Because they don't want to be near us. Like, we don't have anything to offer them. Can you believe that Hiram even has bears under his thumb? I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's my favorite reference you've made so far. Okay, okay, okay. So if you're, if, okay. If Hiram has bears under his thumb, yeah. this implies one of two things. Mm -hmm. Hiram either has control over animals, yeah, or it's a guy in a bear suit. Pick one. I think it's the Gargoyle King. You think it's the Gargoyle King? Yeah. But is it the Gargoyle King in a bear suit, or can he morph into a bear? Um, I think two things can be true. Okay, that that's... I think sometimes he can morph into a bear, but if he can't, if one day he's like, oh, I just don't have, I just like can't morph into a bear today, then he also has a bear suit just in case. This would make perfect sense because then this grizzly bear acting out of normal grizzly, like, attitude mm -hmm. would make perfect sense. I love yeah. it. Yeah. You see, I just wish that um, he was just actually attacked by the Gargoyle King and he mm. just told the other people on the line that, that it he was, was attacked a by a bear because um, he um, doesn't think anyone would believe him otherwise. Right. Guys, bears get a bad rap. Mm. I, one, was on a boat. Okay. I, I was out in nature, guys. Okay. And to my right was an orca. Okay. And to my left on the shore was a bear. Uh-huh. And I can absolutely guarantee 
because the person said this, that the more dangerous animal was the dickhead in the water. Okay. Because orcas are horrible. Orcas are just big dolphins and they're total dicks. You ever seen an orca? Brittany yeah, is a bear apologist, but she's out here hating on whales for no reason. Mm. There's not even a whale in this Um, episode. orcas aren't whales? They're dolphins. Hello, the orcas aren't here to defend themselves, so... That's fine. <laughs> the only orcas that deserve defending actually are all orcas, firstly. But secondly, the ones that are stuck at SeaWorld. Uh. Those poor orcas. Exactly. Tilikum, I will avenge you. Okay, anyway. So bears and stuff, and he's attacked by a bear, and he's like, oh my god! And so he just raises home, and he radios for help. And then he dumps just a ton of rubbing alcohol over his fake wounds. You're wasting all of your rubbing alcohol right now? Yeah, it seems a little reckless. And then he put a shirt on. Dude, and he literally put on the bandages so haphazardly. I'm like, seriously, he- what first aid training do you have? <laughs> he tied them Yeah. in a knot. I was like, what are you doing? Like, He's horrible. My guy. If this shirt is what killed him, I get it. Yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is the most relatable thing I found about Archie, is he wanted to be found by people fully dressed, mm. and I always think when I'm getting out of the tub, yep. if I fall while getting out of the tub, I'm going to be found naked. And it's horrifying. Yep. I want to be dressed. Whenever I, like, almost slip in the shower, and I'm like, I almost died here. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to be fully dressed at all times. I am a never nude, so Archie is valid in this choice. I'm never nude defendant. either, except for in the shower, so I'm like, <laughs> this is the place where you got to be real careful. Exactly. Also, I want to shout out the makeup department because those wounds looked dope. It looks pretty good, yeah, yeah for it sure. Really good. I do have to say, though, I think Vegas is a pretty garbage dog. Yeah, because, I mean, in Canada, um, we have heard stories of heroic dogs that save their owners from grizzly bears. Yeah. Vegas? Where you at? Where are you at, Vegas? Here's the thing. It's like, there are, like, dogs who will, like, run in front of toddlers and save them. You know what I mean? Like, like Vegas, like, grew up with Archie. And Archie gets started. Like, I'm just like, I know I would be upset if Vegas had died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. We'd but, be like, angrier. But it's, like, the logic of it. But I'm like, Vegas, Vegas. do you even lift, bro? Sis. I mean... Vegas. If I was Vegas, Cars. I wouldn't risk my life for Archie either. So. Oh, oh, me neither. You know what? End of conversation. But dogs have different. <laughs> have it. Vegas probably sees Archie more differently than we do. I mean, he probably does, but he's probably also just paying him back for abandoning him for, for like two months. Oh, so. the tea. Oh, yeah. The beans. The beans. The beans. Mm-hmm. Archie didn't think about Vegas when he decided to turn himself in for something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I get it. I get it, Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. You're not my hero. Mm. Thank you. Anyway, he, like, passes the heck out. Yeah. So, oh boy. Is everyone ready for Archie's acid trip? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Archie's about to go on some kind of acid hallucination trip thing, because apparently the writers thought we wanted this instead of the quarantine. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking about that for sure. Yeah. um, I can guarantee I didn't want this. I feel like this plot line was like them trying to say, hey, look at all the stupid stuff Archie's done. We're aware of how stupid he Mm -hmm. is. And this is us trying to kill that part of him. And I'm like, but guys, the beauty in Archie is that he's so stupid that if you kill that part of Archie, you'll just kill Archie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. (sighs) So Archie starts hallucinating Cassidy Bullock and his gang, and um, they all have, like, artfully applied bullet holes on their foreheads. I'm just really impressed that you remembered his last name. Cat- who, Archie? No, Cassidy's. Me? Yeah. Yeah, because it's such a beautiful name. Yeah. Cassidy Bullock, I think it's a great name. Hmm. And they are playing G&G for some reason. They weren't even part of that plot line. Yeah. Um, so whatever. 
So they want Archie. Maybe. To- oh, yeah, connected. you never know. Unless everybody's always been playing G&G this Maybe whole time. Maybe they were supposed to go rob Lodge Lodge. Yeah. Because of G&G. Yeah. The whole time. You don't know? Rob the castle. Yep. <gasps> Storm the castle. Storm the castle. Love it. Kill the princess. <laughs> oh, my God. Except That's he really failed that hard. one, which is why he died. Oh. I don't know. I'm just saying things. Snap. You know what? All those things you're saying are valid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so they weren't involved in that plotline. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, they're playing G&G, and Archie's quest card is to defeat the Hooded Spectre of Death, which, like, Betty already did. Yeah. So it's like Archie going back and redoing plotlines that he wished he was the hero of. Right. Or that he wishes that he was the hero of. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie, self-centered much? Yeah. I do kind of get it, though, because he wanted to avenge his dad. Archie's being such a jack with his hallucinations. Like, literally, in Lost, episode 105, White Rabbit, mm-hmm. Jack, who's, mm-hmm. like, the main character. There, I mean, there are a lot of main characters, but Jack but is, Jack's like, like, the main character. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, whether I like it or not. He starts having, like, these sort of, like, hallucination things that, like, turn out actually to not be hallucinations. But either yeah. way, he's like, knows he's having a hallucination. And can I actually grab a quote for you real quick? Oh my god, go for it. If you don't mind. So Jack is having a chat with Locke. If you're not familiar with the characters of Lost, Jack is basically, he's he's pretty Archie-ish. And Locke is more of a spiritual destiny type of guy. Yeah. Wilderness, such. Okay. Archie should could really use a John Locke in this episode. Thanks he really so much. could, yeah. He really could. Yeah. So basically, Jack is, like, running around in the jungle uh, trying to figure out where this hallucination is coming from. Locke has come to, like, figure him out. Uh, Locke says, why are you out here, Jack? I'll probably just insert the clip. Yeah, just go um, ahead. Yeah, yeah, Why are you out here, Jack? I think I'm going crazy. Well, you're not going crazy. No? No, crazy people don't know they're going crazy. They think they're getting saner. So... Why are you out here? Chasing something. Someone. Ah. The White Rabbit. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Wonderland because who I'm chasing? He's not there. But you see him? Yes. But he's not there. And if I came to you and said the same thing, then what would your explanation be as a doctor? I'd call it an hallucination. Result of dehydration, post-traumatic stress, not getting more than two hours of sleep a night for the past week, all the above. All right, then you're hallucinating. But what if you're not? Then we're all in a lot of trouble. I'm an ordinary man, Jack. I meat and potatoes. I live in the real world. Not a big believer in magic. But this place is different. It's special. The others don't want to talk about it because it scares them. But we all know it. We all feel it. Is your white rabbit a hallucination? Probably. But what if everything that happened here happened for a reason what if this person that you're chasing is really here that's impossible even if it is let's say it's not and what happens when i catch him i don't know 
But I've looked into the eye of this island, and what I saw was beautiful. I love that line. I love that What that I saw scene. was beautiful. I think about that, like, all the time. Like, I have a hard time with Jack a lot of the time. Yeah. But I find Understatement. that... Understatement. Yeah. <laughs> but I find that his scenes with Locke and his scenes with Sawyer... <sighs> Are some of the best scenes of the se- of beautiful. the series. Yeah, they just encompass the entire like theme of the show whenever yeah. they're in the same scenes together. Yeah. So I guess my point was, uh, Archie's being a real jack right now. He sure <laughs> is. Uh, okay. So yeah. Arpy, what's going on? Mm. Archie apparates to Pops. Apparates. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be the running joke of the pod. Okay. Um. So yeah, he apparates to Pops, and he goes back to when Hal. Um. Sorry, the Black Hood. It's it's still not it's fully not Lachlan because they can't they couldn't probably couldn't afford to get Lachlan for this tiny scene. It's probably the same guy. Better, you know. It's so true. Yeah, he's a nice man. I hear he's coming back, and I'm uh, I'm excited to see him. To be honest, because I think too. he does good work. He does. He he's a great actor. Especially after they finally realized he actually was the Black Hood, and then he got to be kind of evil. I thought oh, he was really great. When mm-hmm. he goes full evil, I was like, oh, okay, this is the kind of depths that this actor should be getting yeah. to. Yeah. Yes. So we're going back to when Hal shot Fred, mm-hmm. but. Instead of anyone getting shot, Archie football tackles Hal and straight up murks him. Yeah. He then apparates back to the cabin and says he's done playing. But oh my god, like his zombie friends are gone. And instead now we have zombie Wharton. Wharton, guys, am I okay? I don't know. (laughs) But something that I thought was really interesting that like I think Cassidy and his friends were mentioning that um, like they kind of mentioned that, like, the challenges were, like, specific to, like, people's weaknesses and stuff. So, is the challenge always specific uh, um, and, like, really pointed? Or is it, like, just a dream thing that's No, happening? I think this is Archie's own internalized self-hatred. And right. he's going and, like, living out his revenge fantasies. Mm. And he's doing it through the game because all of season three has to be done via this game. Yeah, something that we really need to pay attention in this is that this is all Archie's subconscious. Yeah, that's... That comes up later on, especially yeah. is like especially with his Fred and his Fred. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, he's back in the cabin, but it's Warden Norton there, and mm-hmm. like I've noticed that um, in Archie's and just in general, Sam is bursting to say something. I was just if we're doing this all in Archie's subconscious here, Archie missed most of the introduction of this game because yeah. he was in jail, yeah. right? So how does he know about going on quests because he hasn't really been around? Sam, that's such a good question that we will never get the answer to. Oh, okay, great, great, great. <laughs> I yeah. feel like, but the the other thing is that he, like, was in the bunker for a while. Like, potentially Jughead and, and the Serpent Gang all came over and, like, uh, played a couple rounds, maybe? I, yeah, I'm maybe. just trying to make make maybe. sense of it. Yeah, maybe. something like that. I mean, he probably, like, like... And he was on the road with Jughead for a while. Yeah, yeah. true. He's and probably Jughead just, like, doesn't shut up. yeah, what's the deal with this? And, like, Gladys was even asking about it, too. But, like, save the Red Paladin and kill the Red Paladin, I think, you know, that's something to do with Archie he probably want to hear about it yeah you're right you're right mm-hmm. okay Warden Norton is there uh because the person I definitely wanted to see again was him and not Mad Dog oh <laughs> where is he is Mad Dog okay I don't know I sure hope he is I I really I really feel like we will never see Mad Dog again which is really disappointing Same. because uh I'm still super interested in his story yep yeah Archie asks about Joaquin but mm-hmm. since this is just Archie's hallucination Ward Norton literally has no new information for him I think this is so funny because Jughead's like save the Red Paladin Ward Norton picked up kill the Red Paladin and Archie's basically asking so what did Joaquin have stabbed the Red Paladin or what right? <laughs> he's like um and unfortunately 
I don't have the answer to that question, Archie. Yeah. Because it's all in your brain. You fool. Another thing I thought was cool is that he said, that's not the place and time where it all went wrong. Yeah. Because this is the thing, is Warden Norton has no information, and then he's like, Archie, was that your do or die moment? And Archie's like, I don't know. And he's like, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was, but then maybe it wasn't. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this actually does sound like Archie's brain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The back and forth of just utter stupidity. Yeah. So that wasn't his do or die moment, but maybe it's that he needs to get back to Riverdale, um, but obviously he's not going to because he's dying from bear wounds. Yeah. So that's awkward. So they're going to play G&G. So maybe Archie's do or die moment is kill the Black Hood. So he pulls the kill the Black Hood card, and then it changes to kill the Man in Black. So now maybe that's his do or die moment. You mean Gargoyle King and then Man in Black. Yeah, there's just, like, a lot going on okay. right now. There's a okay? lot of villains. What can we say? There's a lot of villains, and there's a lot of, like, Archie being told to kill things that he's obviously not going to kill because yeah. all the other characters are more useful than he is. Mm-hmm. You know? Bless his heart. Actually, my exact note is, it's, ni- it's nice that Archie can live out his revenge fantasies here because he's so useless in real life, you yeah. know? Anyway. It's so funny that Hiram was like, Archie, you're so dumb. It's, like, literally Archie's subconscious being like, you're so dumb, Archie. Twice. <laughs> he calls himself stupid twice. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So, he apparates to Hiram's office, which is full of Gargoyle King paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. I love that this is how Archie pictures Hiram's office. Yeah, yeah. Like, Hiram is the kind of villain who just displays all of his deeds on the walls. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hiram points out that Archie was kind of a dumbass for monologuing his plans to him. And, like, you know, Hiram turning Archie in was kind of not up to him. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I hate you, but you're right. Archie should not have monologued his plans to you. But again. So, um... That was fair, but then Archie's like, um, I'm not into it, and then stabs him and bounces. Like, like I get, um, Archie and Veronica are both really bad at, like, announcing their plans, and that's why they keep getting foiled by Hiram, but also Hiram, um, is in a war with teenagers, so... What a loser! Like, Hiram thinks he's, like, this big bad, but, like, he has a gang of teenagers who wear gargoyle masks. Like, you're not cool, dude. Okay, so, Archie's good friend Warden Norton is super gone, but don't worry, because Betty, Ronnie, and Jug are there instead. So one of the notes that I made about the others was what outfits are they wearing? And I was like, just kind of like gonna pose that. But now while you were just speaking, I was thinking like, actually, what outfits are they wearing? I wonder if I can figure it out. Sam knows. I think I, I think I figured it out too. What do you think? For the his friends? Yeah. They, they're wearing their outfits from the pilot. They are? Well, from, I think, or from like the beginning of the show. Oh. Um, Ronnie looks like she's wearing the outfit that Archie first sees her in. Yeah. Um, Betty is wearing the dress they she wore to homecoming. I thought it was the dress that she wore to the like town hall meeting where she made the big speech at the end of season one. No, that had frills on it. Yeah, this is her homecoming dress. This oh, okay. is the one she told Archie she loved him she was wearing. Okay. Um, and Jughead is wearing like classic Jughead. I like yeah. that. I like that way better because I was literally being like, okay, so they're all wearing clothes from different things. <laughs> okay, sweet. So, yeah, it's I just I yeah. think it's like stuff from the, the very beginning of yeah. the show. Okay, cool. Yeah, so they're all in outfits from the pilot, but it's hard to tell Jug because he wears the same thing 24-7. Yeah. And it's like, um, dude, same. <laughs> Betty asks if he's played music lately. Betty, that's so rude because that was season one RG. Obviously makes sense with the pilot stuff. Yeah. That makes way more sense now, but I'm like, Betty, that's so inconsiderate. <laughs> um, they also want him to play the game, and I'm like... Does he even know the rules to this game? Who's to say? He's Archie. I don't think he's very smart. I don't think he knows. So Archie draws a quest card. He apparates back to his own room and sees himself sleeping. And his quest is to, like, kill himself. Um, But thankfully, Luke Perry was a total bro. 
and showed up to do this one scene and and that other scene but like this is the big scene and fred is there and he says hey don't murder yourself but then archie blames himself for every bad thing that's ever happened and he has to destroy the weakest parts of himself including the part that's stupid but like archie that's all of you so that's just you know it's interesting that 201 was like a very similar episode for fred yep like, like Fred had an episode just like this. Mm-hmm. In t- but that was Fred's hallucination, and now this is Archie's hallucination. Yeah. But they're both there reassuring each other that, like, they're not as useless or anything else that they think they are. Mm-hmm. Like, they're stronger than this. Which I think, like, is a really great reflection on their relationship, because they both know each other so well that they can reassure each other even, like, while unconscious. Mm-hmm. But Archie is kind of really on a one-track mind, so he decides to beat himself with a baseball bat me and sam were both sitting here like really nervous that they were gonna show us like the aftermath of that we were like would that not be like super super graphic if we were to see that also but but also there's no like blood splattering everywhere so i guess we should have seen it coming that there wasn't gonna be anything there i was really shocked when he dropped the bat there was like no blood right i was like wait (laughs) did you you just hit the bed and you ghost you disappeared like what yeah i think so i think it was like supposed to symbolize that like Either you can't destroy that part of yourself, so he was beating nothing in the first place, or that part of himself is now gone, and he's destroyed all of it. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Then why did he have to hit it, like, over and over? If it- I, honestly, I, I feel like that was kind of therapeutic, then, if, yeah. if he was mm-hmm. gonna do that over and over again. Because he guess. can't really stab Hiram, and he can't really shoot Hal, so he might as well hit a bed with a baseball bat. Mm. It's called therapy. so now that Archie has destroyed that part of himself he's gonna disappear from the episode for like a long time yeah and when we get back to him two rangers are storming into his cabin and Mr. Archie Mr. Archie almost he's dead yeah and that's it Archie's dead I'm Archie's dead so okay so here's my thing is it's like when we thought Jughead died we knew Jughead hadn't died because it's freaking Cole Sprouse and that would be a really stupid business decision and also he was kind of just like in FP's arms and we were like yeah rush him to the hospital I'm sure he's fine yeah and he was and he was fine but with Archie they're coming in and it like seems like he's been this way for like a long time like his his eyes are open they check his pulse and he's like like we say no body no death but like there's body. A body and there's a death. death. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just uh, honestly, I would be okay if Archie oh had God. died. I really like. I'm I'm happy for this whole Heather's thing that we're getting, but I really feel like it was a poor timing decision yeah. on Roberto's part. I think that uh, next episode would be the time to do that when we figure out that Archie isn't actually dead. Like I feel like this is really just ruining the the um, suspense that yeah. they that they've they've worked so hard to put in this now episode. now we know not only is Archie alive, but he's alive enough and not in legal trouble because he's participating in a school musical. Yeah. It's like, you know, I would have loved to live in a little bubble where I thought Archie was dead for longer. Yeah. Because I hate that boy. <laughs> I think Riverdale is kind of like really good at setting up plots that they think are like really super interesting and then running right past them and like yeah. doing something else or spoiling it for themselves. And it's mm. like, why? And like, don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why and like don't like yeah. when yeah. we could have had like a whole like quarantine and the complexities of keeping people like locked in a city, and instead we got Archie in the Canadian wilderness having a weird acid trip with bears. You know, mm-hmm. little, little things like that. Yeah. So that's Archie. Archie. Thanks. Thanks. Was, um, 
Useless. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Robin. Is I really enjoy your podcast. <laughs> oh my god! This is bad. This is bad so far. Okay. Is mm-hmm. there is there a way for me? I, I, I've really. I love getting it for free, but I really mm-hmm. feel like I'd love to support you also. Oh my god. Um, is there a way for me to do that monetarily? Well, first of all, that's really kind of you. Yeah. Um, second of all, not necessary, but like, if you wanted, um, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash the I know. <laughs> do you know what Patreon is? No, I'd love to know though. Oh my god. It's a service <laughs> where you can donate monthly to support your favorite creators. Wow. Yeah. So if we are one of those creators then you can, like, support us monthly. And you know what? Donations start at a dollar. A dollar? That's it? Yeah, it's such a bargain. I could find that change on the ground. You literally could. Wow. So if you do find that change (laughs) on the ground and you think, hmm, what should I do with this loony and or dollar bill? Just give it to us. Yeah. Yeah. If you do find a loony, though, you're going to need a couple more cents because the Canadian dollar is garbage. She's right. Yeah. Well, no, because we're Canadian, so that's a one-to-one transaction, my friend. Yeah, but Patreon is USD. Why can't we have nice things? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, if you would like to give us nice things, <laughs> patreon.com slash theaffectionados. All the money goes towards hosting and putting and equipment and all that stuff. But and dope thi- putting dope things into your ears. Yeah, because we have five podcasts now, and um, that's expensive. It's expensive. It's actually really expensive. Brittany, I just have one more question for you. Oh my god, yeah, go ahead. I have a little bit of advice that I think that you could take. Um, is there a way for me to get that to you? Like, maybe anonymously even? Yeah, like, if you have some constructive criticism or some nice compliments, or you want to tell us about um, your favorite drag queens... We have a survey that is perpetually open wow. that you can find in the description of all of our podcasts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks. If you want to fill that out, you can go ahead and do that. Okay, I will. And if you found this segment annoying, you can fill out the survey and tell us how friggin' annoying it was. And then we'll then we'll go back to being deadpan talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about Betty. Do we have to talk about Betty? Yeah. All right. All right, so I just want to say for the record that when I was 16, my mom didn't let boys sleep over at my house. Same. Same, but also there were no boys that wanted to sleep over at my house. Oh my god, okay, so like, um... There there were no boys I wanted to sleep over at my house. (laughs) Yeah, I had a boyfriend, but I was like, can you go home? Because, like, it's bedtime. Actually, there probably were boys who wanted to sleep over at my house, but I didn't have any boys who wanted to sleep. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, 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 okay. They probably were, you know, those creeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Betty wakes up to screaming... Um, and so does Jughead, you know, um, friendly reminder, these kids are 16. Yep. This show likes to forget that they're 16, but they are. Mm -hmm. So random red shirt Hannah is having a nightmare about the Gargoyle King. Love that she has a name now that we can call her Hannah because I was fully calling her creepy girl before. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel like that still fits. Yeah. Okay, so here's my question. She's having a nightmare about the Gargoyle King. Mm. But still wants to play G and G. Yeah. What's up with that? Um, if I could could make something up to make it make sense, I would say that maybe she still feels like potentially um playing G and G is a sort of worship. I feel like it gives her control over the thing she feels like she has no control over. That makes more sense. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Sam's answer. But thank you I for feel like both of our answers kinda go together, but go off. They do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was playing it like the dating game. Oh. Yeah, you know. Betty goes to get the game and she finds some Fizzle rocks under the game. Oh my god, Tyler! Kate, okay, notice that Hannah throws Tyler under the bus immediately. Fully. She's like, um, sorry, Griffin Queen, um, it was Tyler. And Tyler's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> so you busted, Ty Ty. So then, um, nothing happens there because, you know, this is Riverdale. So the next morning, Alice is like, hey, there's a lot of kids in my house. And Betty is like, yeah, I know. And Alice is like, we should take it to the farm. And Betty is like, 
no. And Alice is like, okay. And that's the whole scene. But like the farm was brought up. So we know this is how this plot is going to resolve itself. So what's the point of even keeping watching it? Can we get these kids some new clothes? No, they, they have to live in those forever. They're going to be smelly. Yeah. And like poor water bill. Does Alice have a job anymore? What a great question. Like, does she still work at the register? Does she care? Does anything matter? No, literally nothing matters. <sighs> So back to the intrepid Betty doing stuff, which I actually find interesting. Um, the sisters have taken a vow of silence because they're the worst and they won't testify against Hiram and Betty can't because she was on drugs. The law kind of sucks, mm. but I love that Sierra is continuing to have something to do on this show. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're still going to call her by her title, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, what is her? Attorney McCoy? Attorney McCoy. I'm like, her name's Sierra. You can just call her Sierra, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but Betty's a kid, so yeah. she's being and respectful. Yeah, and there's respect there. No, I know, but there's a difference between Sheriff Keller and Attorney McCoy. Like, Sheriff Keller is, like, a title, but a, an att- a, attorney isn't really a- it's just- it's, like, not a title, it's just your job. I mean, I guess, but, like, like, doctor is a title. Doctor who? Good one. Yeah. But, like, calling somebody- Nurse Joy. You're like, you don't really call people nurse, do you? Yeah, you kind of do. There was a whole character yeah. on, there's multiple characters. Nurse Jackie. It was a whole TV show. Yeah, because she's a nurse, right? But like, my aunt is a nurse and, I, and no one has ever called her like Nurse Bev. Hmm. They just call her Bev. I don't know. I feel like this one is reflective of our experiences. Maybe. Yeah. They mentioned that there is no sheriff. Yeah. We oh. have seen some behind the scenes photos. Um, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know who the new sheriff is, just like skip like 30 seconds forward. Yeah. It's not going to take 30 seconds, but basically, um, it looks like FP is the new sheriff. Oh, that's hot for him. So here for that. He's a criminal. He's a, he has a criminal <laughs> record. But whatever, I guess. Listen, he deserves his second chance as a sheriff. Guys, does anything matter in Riverdale? No. No. Like, especially your past? No. But like, this is the thing I love about Riverdale is like, he's a criminal, but he's the sheriff. I'm like, okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. Whatever. He looks great. He, uh, he, yeah. He looks like a total babe. So yeah. that's fine. So, ugh, I'm making this sound because I have to talk about Polly, mm. and I really friggin' hate Polly. Wait, wait. Oh, can I say more things? You can say whatever the hell you want. Alice is taking pills, question mark? I think they're just vitamins. Okay. Yeah. Um, next question, she brings up Paul Sourberry, who is the sister's lawyer. Paul yeah. Sourberry was Hiram's lawyer. My thing is, like, I didn't pay much attention to, like, parts of this scene because this scene is basically useless. Because all it does is bring up the fact that the farm exists so that they can go into the farm later. Well, it's also Alice being like, I'm not gonna deal with this, this is a you problem. Which is weird. What? I have questions about the pill thing, though. Mm. Because Evelyn and the farm are, like, super not into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, right, the pills. Right, right, right. Yeah, they're, like, all, like, natural methods and, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, don't, like, trying to get people off of their prescribed medications. So, I'm, like, I don't, I'm, I'm. Don't think it was just regular vitamins, just because I don't know that that would be a thing that would necessarily be put in there if it was, like, not relevant. It kind of threw me off yeah. when we were watching it, to be mm-hmm. honest. So what if they're magic farm vitamins? They're, I'm of two minds. They're farm That's things. so many. Yeah. yeah. It's more than one, for sure. Yeah. They're something for the farm, and it's, like, hinky and, like, brainwashing her. Something or, hinky's going on. Something hinky is going on. or it's something she's supposed to be taking and she's doing it against the farm's wishes and real alice is still in there somewhere and this is all ruse yeah i really miss real alice i like that one same um if real alice could like come back at like any point that would be so cool the only way that i can like polly and or evelyn is if i can ship polly and evelyn i am 
suddenly into this. I support it. Thanks. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So then it's just like, yeah. ooh. Then they're like, then they're like evil, um, evil girlfriends, evil girlfriends who are trying to ruin the world. But they don't know they're evil. They think they're good. I know. So yeah. they're crazy, like Harley. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but then Harley wound up being... She's not crazy. Oh, I don't know. And she and Poison Ivy are in love. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Guys. Evelyn has red hair. Guys. And Polly is blonde. Yeah. There you go. Well, we've done it. Okay. We found a way to make Polly and Evelyn likable. Also, there's farm merch. Yeah. She's like handing out free t-shirts. And they're like, do you want a t-shirt? And I'm like, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, kind (laughs) of. When when does that go on sale at Hot Topic? Oh my God. Right though? Okay. But that would be the first piece of like... Alice adjacent merch. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the demons. So Polly and Evelyn, speaking of t-shirts, they're trying to lure the kids to the farm using t-shirts. I get it. That would work on me. Listen, they don't have any other clothes. Yeah. But Betty is super not into this. Yeah. Because Betty has clothes. Yeah. Betty has clothes. I mean, she's not sharing them, but she has them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She says that the farm isn't safe. And Polly's like, oh, but did you tell them about the time that the gargoyle gang and the griffin and the gargoyle king like showed up to our house? Shut up, Polly. You, you weren't, weren't even there. there. <laughs> Ugh. She's the worst. Anyway, Evelyn's like, drugs are bad, and Betty's like, duh. Guys, can I ask you a question? Yeah, absolutely. Who do you dislike more, Ethel or Polly? Polly. Polly? Yeah. Polly. Especially after Ethel kind of had a change of heart. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But Polly has never done anything except, like, get in the way. Right. And lure Alice to a cult. Mm. Like, Polly was a little bit sympathetic. Bye. In season one, it was like, yeah! She's clearly been through a lot, and she's yeah. like traumatized. Yeah, I liked Polly in season one. But, like, Polly from, like, season two and three is like, girl, stop it. <laughs> yeah. And so, first of all, yeah. you abandoned your mother for, like, ever, for, like, not a lot of good reasons. Mm, but to be fair, Alice abandoned her first at the sisters. Yes, but I feel like Alice did a lot of work to try and get Polly back and, like, apologize and make up for that, and... Polly didn't acknowledge any of it until she was like, hmm, my mom is vulnerable. I can sell her to the farm. And I'm like, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Like, have any of y'all considered real therapy? Hmm. I know this is like a really wild idea. I don't think that exists in Riverdale. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, right. Because Betty made up Dr. Patel. Yeah. Hmm. That's so sad. Yeah. So apparently no one would tell Betty where Ty Ty got the drugs from because she's a serpent. First of all, that's debatable. Yeah. Serpent queen. Second of all, she's the griffin queen and she's the serpent queen. You can't be queen of everything. Yeah. First of all, Alice is the serpent queen. Mm. Secondly, what part of Betty is scary? They were like too scared to tell her about it. And I'm like, why? The serpents aren't even scary, first of all, because y'all are going to them for drugs. So, they can't be that scary. Betty's not scary, but she does have big snitch energy. <gasps> That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. I hate that. But mm. they're all snitches, too, because they snitched on Tai Tai. Yeah. Poor Tai And Fangs. Oh. Yeah. All that, the serpents. The end of this scene is everyone snitches on Fangs. Yeah. Because the serpents are dealing drugs? Hmm. What's going on? What the heck? Mm. But Robin will cover that later. Yeah. yeah. So, Betty is talking to a social worker about the kids. Yes. I love this social worker because her only point is to deliver, like, a plot device that she doesn't actually get to deliver. Yeah. She just sets it up so that Betty can knock it out of the park later. Yeah. Her name's Ms. Weiss, and I couldn't find her in the Archie comic yes. thing, so. Yeah. That's why I was just like, okay, she's a social worker. Yeah. Um, 
she's Betty is having trouble with the sisters because they've taken a vow of silence, and the social worker's like, "Sis, I got tea. Sis, get into this gig." Yeah, and then we don't find out what the gig is because, of course, Betty has to deliver it. Yeah. Um. So speaking of Betty, um, pulling receipts, Betty and Sierra expose Sister Woodhouse for the fake bitch that she is. Mm-hmm. I want you to leave in there because I really feel like it's important. Okay. Sister Woodhouse is a fake bitch. Okay. And they're like, um, first of all, you were just, you were disbanded by the Vatican II 60 years ago. What's the Vatican II? So I did a little bit of research. I, I hope that I understand this properly, but if I don't, please feel free to correct me. Anybody who's listening to this, um, cause I, I do very minimal research, <laughs> but basically, um, it seems to me, and once again, like I said, I could have this a little bit skewed. So if I'm wrong, please tell me. Um, but basically what I kind of got from the Wikipedia page is like once, um, I think it was in the, in the sixties, basically the Vatican was like a whole thing and there were like rules about the Vatican, blah, blah, blah. And in the sixties they were like, listen, the world's kind of changing. Um, so I have a feeling that maybe we need to make some more rules and change some things up because a lot of things have changed and things are continuing to oh change. God. So Vatican two, the reckoning. Yeah. So, so that's what Vatican two is. It's, it's like, basically it's the second ecumenical council of the Vatican, commonly known as the second Vatican council or Vatican two address still exist? the relationship, uh, address relations between the Catholic church and the modern world let me see wow they're really failing i feel like it's gonna take me too long to figure that out can we move on yeah sure so anyway the um vatican squared was like um you guys aren't real like churchy anymore and the sisters were like we're gonna just pretend that we are and so that's that on that they're busted they're not allowed to do anything and um sister woodhouse is kind of screwed so if the sister's not been paying taxes for 60 years (gasps) oh they owe so much in taxes they are not really a religious organization hi Hi! The Vatican II only lasted for three years. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know which Vatican we're on now. I think it's just the regular Vatican. Too fast, too Vatican? Yeah. I could do this all day. That's okay. Sam just whipped. Vatican II, R- Ralph breaks the internet. Vatican II, back in the habit! Vatican II, Battle of the Smithsonian. <laughs> Vatican III, The Last Crusade. Oh, that's perfect! <laughs> Oh my god. Vatican II in the Chamber of Secrets. Vatican II, the Lost Vatican. Mm. Vatican III, the Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh, Return of the Sisters. Oh. oh. Now we're all just like like sitting here like, can we top any of these? I'm so sorry, but High School Musical 2 is just called High School Musical 2. Yeah, you, you, there's nothing to do if there. It was, okay, can I say Vatican III senior year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the sisters are senior? Sure. Sure! I have to say that one of my favorite uh, um, jokes in all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine... Mm-hmm. Was when they were like, oh, come on, Amy, this isn't High School Musical. And then and then Charles was like, yeah, Amy, this isn't High School Musical 2 either. And then Jake said, yeah, Amy, and it's not even High School Musical 3 senior year. <laughs> well, that joke was written specifically for you. Yeah. Know that, right? At least I think it was, it was definitely Jake and Charles, but I might have gotten the, the lines mixed up between. Anyway, it's one of my favorite jokes. Actually, Thanks. weirdly, you bring up Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Because this is what I've written. Mm. They tell Sister Woodhouse that she can have immunity if she testifies against Hiram. Noise, noise, toit. Noise, noise, toit. Toit nuts. Toit yeah. nuts. Toit. Um, Sister Woodhouse is clutching her rosary and she's like all shook. And they're like, hey, um, so you don't have to go to jail, but you do have to testify against Hiram. And I'm like, this is all going so well. And there's still 15 minutes left in the episode. Listen. Sam just made like a cutting motion across her throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset. What else is new? Because for the entire series, Betty has known about this. And been like, I won't get you in trouble yeah. as long as you do what I want. And this is, again, I won't get you in trouble if you if you do what I want. But it's like the final one 
you will not, like, we've, we've got the biggest dirt on you and we still won't get you in trouble. Yep. And so even before they all die, I guess. Yeah, they're all definitely dead. So, like, even even before they all die, they weren't going to be prosecuted. Nope. Like, they weren't going to get anything. And now they can't even testify against Hiram. So it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm kind of glad that the sisters are, like, we won't be seeing the sisters anymore. That's not going to be a thing anymore. That's a that's a season one to three thing. And even though I really want that justice for the kids, I'm also kind of glad that Betty's final lesson was, hey, maybe you shouldn't have let the sisters get away with so much stuff. Especially after she's mm-hmm. seeing, like, the kids firsthand. She's seeing all the garbage that's happened to them. I, I know we didn't get this in the episode, but I'd like to see a moment where Betty is just like, I should have done something earlier. Like, we've been yep. saying this whole time. Yep. Yeah, hard agree. We've been saying this since, like, season one. Yeah. That Betty just keeps doing stuff and using the sisters and then just letting them get away with it. And I'm like, if she had shut them down, Cheryl never would have been put in conversion therapy, Mm -hmm. which I will never forgive anyone for. Conversion therapy. So Betty has exposed Sister Woodhouse and she's like on a high. And so she goes to talk to Ty Ty. But he's like been super beat up, guys. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, hey, what happened? And he's like, well, I went to Fox Forest and um, the Gargoyle gang beat me up. And I was like, what did you expect when you went into a forest that houses a gang? Yeah. Like, he's mad at her. He's like, you can't protect us. And I'm like, yeah, she can't protect you if you sneak out to a forest with a gang in it. Yeah. That kind of seems like that one's on you, Ty Ty. 100% on you. Um, But, every, like, I guess everyone turns on Betty because the Griffin Queen can't keep them safe. But again, she actually can um, as long as you don't sneak out to Fox Forest. Yeah. So whatever. They're like, there's only so much Betty can do um, when you go and do stupid shit. Yeah. So Betty pleads with Fred, Nana Rose, Cheryl, and Sierra to take in some of the kids so that they don't have to go to the farm. And they all agree because they're all angels, especially Cheryl, who could do no wrong. I thought it was interesting that she said, like, they either have been orphaned, I think she said orphaned, or disowned, because gay. The gay kids, Because gay. But, the one thing that kind of bothers me about this is that Betty knows, because Alice told her about all the crap that Nana Rose has put Penelope through, you know, Nana Rose says, I've saved children from the sisters before. Yeah, Penelope, and then you made her marry her brother, basically. Yeah, that like, was the thing that cracked me up about this scene. It's like, Cheryl reaches over and she's like, yeah, Nana Rose. And I'm like, yeah, they're painting Nana Rose in a really positive light after Penelope literally had a monologue in the Midnight Club saying how abused and how garbagey she felt all the time in the house. So like, it's so weird because Nana Rose did play a crucial role in getting Cheryl out, but... It's also like, did anyone forget that like five episodes ago, literally, she like basically bought a kid to marry her son? Well, like, I don't know. This is like my counter argument is maybe Nana Rose had that change of heart after her daughter literally tried to murder her. Mm. And now she's like, I'm going to keep Cheryl safe at all costs and try and atone for the mistakes that I made. I have a bit of a thing that could be a plot hole, actually, that I thought of. Hmm. At the um, mid-season break of season two, they went to the sisters to ask about, like, who came and, like, grabbed Svensson and, like, who prosecuted the guy who potentially killed Svensson's family, but then he ended up not killing- you know what I- do you know what I'm talking about? And she was like, yeah, I don't know, there was one lady with them, and she had, like, a gray streak in her hair, and they're like, oh my god, it's Nana Rose! But, like, if Nana Rose has- has taken a lot of kids from the sisters, you'd think that they would know who Nana Rose was. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's just the family itself? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. But I do- I love this moment because I- 
I did like balk a little bit at like Fred being like, I'll take the boys and like, I guess make it gendered if you want. But Yeah, if you want. I know. I thought that too. I was like, is it because he like only has boy things? Because he only has raised a boy. He only knows how to raise yeah, boys. Like, maybe like he I don't know. have like, you know, tampons basically. Maybe, yeah. But like, get tampons. Yeah. But then Sierra was like, I'll take the girls. And I'm like, this show is like weirdly gendered. Yeah. So, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only seizures at my house and only deaths at Fred's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know how it is. Except that was changed this episode, right? Because oh, yeah. women died now. Right? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that when okay. we get there. We're about to get there. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Sierra, um, once again, for being an actual angel who could literally do no wrong. I know mm. Cheryl could do no wrong, but she kind of did. Yeah. But Sierra, um, oh, Sierra's an adulterer. Yeah. It's really hard to have unproblematic faves. It's so true. Both in life and on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty's problem is solved. Woo! Yay! Except um, Betty went home and they're all gone. So this is the first time that I noticed the Machen's tattoo that you had mentioned. I had never mm-hmm. I really noticed it before until now. She has an arrow on her arm. And does Betty, sorry, Lily often, does Does Lily not also have an arrow on her arm? Yes, they both do. <gasps> do you think they do got they it together? Do they have matching tattoos? Yeah, they do. Like, together, like, for on purpose? I don't know if they got them together or not, but I know that they have, like, matching ones on this in the same spot. Um, That's that cute. makes me feel soft inside. Thank you. That's cute. Are That's you looking cute. them up? Yeah. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I love it. They have matching arrows. What? So clearly that's Machen's tattoo that they're just letting Alice also have. Yeah. What does, if we're making this about Alice, what does this, what does an arrow symbolize for Alice? Um, north side. Because, like, the arrow could point north. Right. Um, but then why not get a compass? That's a great question. Mm. Um, I don't have an answer to that. Okay. I wish I had um, known we were going to discuss this before. I would have looked up some things. No, it's okay. It's not See, I was like, I wish I had known that I needed to be extra gay today. <sighs> Listen, I can do that any day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like it could mean, like, it could mean something about if, if what I want to be true is true and she's, like, Faking all this farm shit to, sorry, farm crap to, like, gain access and, like, topple it or whatever, then it could mean, like, a symbol to, like, stay true to herself. Because mm-hmm. arrows are often, like, a symbol of, like, shooting straight and, like, staying on course mm-hmm. and things like that. Sweet. Okay. Okay. I can, I can get aboard that. Mm. I like it. Thanks. And we know that Alice obviously has other tattoos. Yes. She's got her... Big old serpent on her thigh. She sure does. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of Alice just like going and getting tattoos whenever she like ha- is having a moment. Yeah, she's like, I need to go like immortalize something. I'm going to get a tattoo. Hey, you know who else got tattoos? Us. We <laughs> did yesterday. We sure As a did. group, we went and got tattoos. Yeah, I designed um our aficionados headphone logo, and yeah. then I got a tattoo to my body. I love that. So anyway, um, unfortunately, Farm Alice is back, and she took all the kids and went, get out, and she sent them to the farm. Yep. And Betty missed her nemesis, Edgar, by, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Guys, at this point, is Edgar even real? <sighs> Who knows? Like, the build-up to him is so large that they'll never be able to reveal him and it not be disappointing. Mm. So I feel like maybe we'll just never see him. Right. Because Betty's always missing him. Yeah. She's never seen him. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna. Okay. That's my theory. Okay. Okay. I think that Edgar is for sure real because he has a daughter. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if we'll see him. Oh, no, no, no. I don't right. know if we'll see him either. I feel like at this point, it has to be like a huge reveal. Yeah. Or it's going to be like, what? And 
to be honest, this show isn't, like, great at keeping secrets. Like, for example, we know that Kelly Ripa's coming in to play Hiram's mistress. I'm genuinely so excited Me about too. that. Me too. But I feel like if they already had somebody to play Edgar, and it was like, I just feel like we'd know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless he, like, comes in at the very, very end and they just haven't shot that yet. Or he's just, like, a regular actor and they've built this up for no reason. Yeah. Which is very Riverdale. Yeah, very- Yeah. Could, could happen. It's very that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very that. So Betty gets a phone call from Sierra. The sisters are gone because Hiram posted their bail. Where, like, I just hate him so much, guys. Hiram posts their bail knowing that they're gonna go kill themselves or what? Or did, did Hiram, like, set that up? I think Hiram was like, you can either get immunity but people will know you're guilty or you can go commit suicide. Mm. I feel like Hiram bailed them out of jail so he could kill them. And how I, does he kill them? Because he's the gargoyle. King. He got he got Sheriff Mineta to kill those kids. Like I feel like he could do it. And also He's got bears in his pocket, you guys. He can do he's anything. He's got bears. He's got the he's got the bears. But but Sister Woodhouse, I thought, made it pretty clear that she didn't really believe actually in the Gargoyle King. Like she had said, like it was just a thing they made up forever ago. You know, like like So then you think maybe they were coerced into this? Yeah, I think maybe they were. That makes sense. Also, I apologize. I spoke in the middle of you, but I was saying he got Washington in his pocket. Mm. So I did say that. Okay. I'm sorry that that happened. That's okay. But I'm also kind of like not sorry because oh. it kind of makes sense. All right. Um, I found the post. Lily and Machen have uh, arrows in the same spot by the same artist uh, without having planned it or anything. Oh, that's <gasps> so funny. That feels like fate. Yeah. That's so, so crazy. That's fate. That's crazy. Okay. So the sisters left a message on the wall in blood that says we go to join thee. Whose blood was that? Probably one of them's. Ew. I really think this was Hiram. I really do. Like, now, I, I don't know if I thought that when I was watching it, mm-hmm. but, like, talking it out, I really feel like it's Hiram. Like, Sister Woodhouse made it pretty clear, at least to me, that, like, she didn't actually think the Gargoyle King was a thing. So you think they were all coerced into committing suicide? I think, yeah. Okay. Okay. I like the theory. I think you might be right. Thanks. Anyway, Betty knows where they went, so she goes back to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, and guess what? They're all super dead! What? Yeah, I know, this is shocking. Wow. I did not see that coming, you guys. Um, they're kneeling at the gargoyle statue's feet, and it has a skull on it since Betty beheaded it, which I think is interesting. Right. Yeah, like, they replaced the skull with, like, I think it's, what what animal is that? Not a deer. Yeah, it's (coughs) like, bless you. Bless you. Sorry. So what animal is that? Not a deer. A whole and a bull. Ox. A bull. A bull? I don't know. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So someone went and got a bull head and they were like, let's put this on the gargoyle statue mm. that isn't the gargoyle king and represents nothing. And then we'll kneel at it and then we'll die. Well, that's, I would say that it was going to be like a hint that it was going to be coerced because that's exactly how Ben and Dilton were found. But it's like proven that Ben and Dilton did that on their own accord. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not sure. It'll be an interesting thing to follow up on if the show bothers to follow up on it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to note that I love that um, the blue thing around their mouths through the season has gone from just a tinge to just like straight up blue lipstick yeah. smeared on someone's mouth. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's all that's going on with Betty this episode. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I just have a real quick question for you guys. Have you guys heard of any really dope Riverdale cons happening in Vancouver? Oh my god, I have. No um, way. Have you? You know, I haven't and that's why I'm really wanting to hear about it. Okay, well, um, not to be like that bitch, but I super do know the people organizing it and they are really nice and wow. it's because we all went to their con earlier this year for the 100. 
called Unity Days. Cool. And what's this one called? It's called Sweet River Con. Wow. And it's happening in November of 2019. And um, you can go find out about this at unityeventscanada.com or on their Twitter account, unityeventsca. You know what? I will. Yeah, you should go find that out because so far their guest list is pretty lit. Yeah, actually, I think maybe we've talked about this last episode, mm-hmm. and I think someone was added to the guest list since then. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Guys, I have great news for you. The snake parents are coming to Sweet River Coffee. The full snake parents. Y'all don't want to miss us being in the same room as snake parents. Yeah, um, that's, like, really what I'm really focusing on, is we yeah. finally get to meet, like, our Riverdale OTP. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Kobe. How are he you today, He scared at me. Did you scare my love? He also s- ships snake parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he does. And, um, of course, in addition to Mage and Amic and Skeet Ulrich, Camila Mendez is there, and it's going to be lit. So you should go check that out and come to the con and come meet us and come meet and have a really good time. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's time for the rest of the episode, which is like the whole Veronica and um, Jughead thing. Okay? Okay. Hang on, I'm hugging my kid. Okay. Okay. So, just to get this out of the way, I want to talk about Shoni, because that's, like, the first thing we see, really, is that they are, they become cat burglars, including, like, literal cat masks. Ah, cat burglars. They say that they're, like, Robin Hood, but they're stealing from the rich to give to themselves, which is not at all Robin Hood's statement. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, um, kind of the opposite. Yeah, how do you, you, you guys have different opinions on this? I mean, I, um, really appreciate, like, their outfits that they're yeah. wearing mm-hmm. and like the aesthetic and the fact that um Cheryl said she loves I mean Tony said she loves Cheryl. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's it's not great, Bob. No, it's not. Yeah. I mean, like, I enjoy the aesthetic and then like the further we went into this plot in the episode, I was just like, this is bad writing and they why are they like doing this to them? Because they wouldn't I, yeah, I really feel like it's out of character for Cheryl and Tony, and it kind of makes me upset. What do you think, Brett? I agree. I think it is in character for Cheryl because she loves chaos. Mm. I think it is out of character for Tony because I, I mean, this just like not what Tony really does. Like she doesn't really get up to like robbing people. Yeah, I mean, I get that Cheryl loves chaos, but like I don't. I also still think it's a little out of character for her because, like, Jughead even says later that, like, she has honor and she's supposed to have loyalty. Like, I really feel like this season Cheryl is supposed to encapsulate, like, having a family and having a group now. And I don't know why she would betray them. Yeah. That's that's the thing that I was really upset by in this episode is, like, she had finally found somewhere that she fit in. And it's either that she felt safe enough to do what she wanted because they encouraged this behavior. Because it's like, it's not like the serpents are law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Or. Although Jughead wants them to be. Yeah. Or that she was putting that in jeopardy for no reason. Can I read you a few uh, Tumblr posts here that I found that I thought really, uh, that I really agreed with? Sure. That I saw? On, uh, on Tumblr. So this person who is the, I don't, I don't know how to say this. Uh, the... T-A-O-O-F Betty says, wow, okay, but seriously, is there a defense for Cheryl right now? She sold out fangs to everyone to try and save her own ass while unapologetically stealing and not sharing with the people she knows need more than her and kept her jacket but left any sort of loyalty to any other serpents at the door on her way out? There's no way to spin that sympathetically. Sorry. I hate that that's correct. I have to agree, but I really do feel like they're just gonna walk past it and Cheryl's gonna be back to being, like, someone likable next episode. Like, unfortunately, back in season one, we were always saying, like, Cheryl's person, like, her personality- It just changes every single episode, and I thought maybe in season two slash the beginning of season three, they really found, like, somewhere where she could be, like, the same person, yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> but this really tells me that she's not, again. Well, it was it was convenient. They needed yeah. to kick members out to create, like, 
an opposition to the serpents. Mm-hmm. See, that's my problem with it is because it plays exactly like Alice sending Betty to the sisters like yeah. a few episodes ago. Right. Yeah. And then immediately like coming back to get her and nothing yeah. being any different. Right. Because it's it's just a convenient plot device for them and it they have thrown their characters out of out of character just for a plot device that makes not a lot of sense. Yep. And like I'm not on Jughead's side in this conversation either because mm-hmm. I think um he's a terrible leader. Yeah. So it's just like it's just bad. Yeah. It's just bad. The other Tumblr post that I found was by um user Bugheads Jetty. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say Fangs had a legit reason for dealing drugs. Shoney became cat burglars for <laughs> and giggles and ga- and kept the goods for themselves, despite knowing the serpents were struggling and could have used the money for good. Jughead said so himself. The others don't get to go back to Thistle House. Tony, of all people, as a serpent by blood, should have shared her cut of the stolen loot with her family. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I just agree with that. This is this is the thing that this is what I struggle with is it's perfectly in character for in my opinion yeah. for Cheryl to be you know pushing the boundaries of whatever she's involved in but Cheryl in this episode is proven to have an altruistic streak yeah so which is it yeah like why is she not helping her fellow serpents even though in the episode three hundred one she was like ride or die for the serpents willing to murder people for them yeah like fully. You know, she could have just shot Jughead in the head instead of shooting, like, the whatever he had on top of his head that one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been mad about it. It just, like, it kind of bothers me because, like, especially with that, it's like she spent all of the beginning of this season trying to prove that she was loyal and that she, like, really belonged now, and now, and she's completely... This is just, this is hashtag that's so Riverdale. And yeah, they just threw it out. Like, they threw all of the character development that they've, like, poured into her in the last, like, eight episodes out the window in this one. And it's just like, this is dumb. I know it's been five, it's supposed to be, have been five weeks. But I just think that, like, from a character standpoint, if Cheryl was doing these things and then got called out on them and Jughead being like, you have to leave, I, I just expected Cheryl to at least show some remorse. Yep. And been like, I'm so sorry, you're right, like, I, I was being reckless, I wasn't thinking, can I please stay, and maybe Jughead would have been like, okay, but that's your first strike, you know what I mean? I just, like, I didn't expect her to be like, who cares, I'm not even a serpent anymore, you know? Like, yeah. that was really upsetting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, going into the thing, why are Shoni stealing? Just for fun, I guess. They met, say that they love each other. I'm happy. Yay. Nice. Jughead says that it's been five weeks since the last episode, and actually, yes, it has been exactly five weeks since we got the last episode. Like yeah. The quarantine lifted. Why skip over this? This this plot had so much potential. It would have been so interesting. An entire town shut down and stuck with each other? Yeah. An entire town shut down and stuck with each other with members of that town stuck on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Unable to get to the people that they care about on the inside of it. Y'all like, just want this to be another bunker on the hundred. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm... I'm it's so... Like, it would have been so cool, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. where were Jughead and... FP during those five weeks. Yeah. Like, did they stay with Gladys? Like, How long did the quarantine actually last? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, did they try at all to get back in after that initial, like, mm, so, sorry, no, it's quarantined. Yeah. Like, what What happened? What did the people who were inside do? Like, why did it end? Like, what? There Betty's, was so much to do! Betty's had these random kids in her living room for over a month? Like... Ugh. No wonder Alice was like, yeah, off you go. Yeah. 
Uh, Kevin and Moose are enforcing these laws that have been put into place because they're in the RROTC. Apparently no physical contact is supposed to happen because of all like the seizures and they still think it's like outbreak, you know, it's like a, a virus type of thing, even though there haven't been any seizures for a long time. Whatever. If Cheryl is mean to Kevin, he won't cast her in Heathers. That's what I said. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> he does, though. He casts yeah. her as one of the main roles, so, like, what's the truth? Be nice to your, to your director if you want big roles. That's called gay solidarity. True. Looks like the speakeasy is thriving. They're singing all songs from Cabaret tonight, which is great. It actually occurs to me that some people might not know what Cabaret is. Oh my god, that would be so sad. So let me go ahead and get that real quick. Cabaret is a 1966 musical set in 19... 19- 31 Berlin as the Nazis are rising to power. It focuses on the nightlife at the CD Kit Kat Club and revolves around American writer Cliff Bradshaw and his relationship with English cabaret performer Sally Bowles. Basically, it's just about a cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great summation. It's just about a cabaret. It's really about a cabaret. Um, It's a very famous musical. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, And a really dope choice for this episode, I think. Cool. Apparently, Shoni has a usual table at the speakeasy. I love that. Which I think is cute. Um, Veronica still calls Reggie Reginald. Um, kind of like Archibald. Just to feel fancy. Archkins. Okay, so Reggie makes, like, trips across the border to get contraband? Yeah, our border would not allow that, sorry. I have a lot of questions about this later. What is Reggie doing? Whose truck is that? Also, if- did Veronica not say it was mocktails only? Like, what's he going to get? Because, like, if he's 18, he's driving across the border to get booze. Yeah, he's going to get- yeah. Yeah. But like she said it was mocktails only. So what's the truth? Yeah, so he's eight if yeah, if Reggie is 18, which is weird cuz he's supposed to be in the same grade as all of them. Mm-hmm. He's in high school. But wait. We know that Reggie and Veronica both have fake IDs now because they could get into the thing, right? Yeah, that's not going to fly past the Canadian border though. Oh, fully not. Okay. I'm just saying that that that's probably what they're trying to tell us. But like it could fly in the Canadian border in Riverdale. Right. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, Me, always defensive of the Canadian. <laughs> so there's, like, a strip of those, like, pointies, of course, and yeah. he, like, ruins his truck. Um, he gets jumped by the gargoyle gang. It seems to me that in Riverdale, if you have a mask on, your voice is automatically distorted. Yep. Convenient. Like, it even says in the Netflix subtitles, distorted, distorted. voice. It's, like... It's just a mask. You're speaking with your regular voice. But, like, the same thing happened to the Black Hood when the Black Hood was, like... Remember when Dude, he came up with, like, that elaborate plan to figure out how he did that voice? Because you can't, you can't tell if they're sitting over my neck and still say person. I guess. <laughs> but it's not his hand. Yeah. And because you also he your voice hands. down. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Like, this is what my voice sounds like, except slightly covered. Mm. It's the same, except more muffled. Yeah. So, Veronica's like, oh my god, Reggie, I'm so sorry that happened to you, and, like, is putting ice on Reggie's face. Has she not done this exact thing with Archie before? Yes. Like, you know it's gonna happen. We knew it was gonna happen already, but you know it's gonna happen because she's starting to do the things that she did with Archie with Reggie. Thanks. Yeah, okay, so he's making beer runs across the border, but he always changes his route so that, like, they can never find him, but seems to me that they, like, literally always find him. How many border crossings do they think there are? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So she's supposed to, and also, why is Reggie the only person who's allowed to use the road? Like this, these strip of pointies. Like, what if the strip of pointies gets somebody else's car? Then what? Then the gargoyles are like, whoops, our bad. Yeah, sorry. Can we rob you though? Yeah, can we rob you we, slash pay for your? <laughs> we need pay stuff. for the problems. Our boss Hiram has money, but doesn't pay us very well. Yeah. Um, but she's supposed to give Hiram ten percent of her earnings, but they made a fake finance book so that he will think they're doing less good, so that he'll take five percent instead of. 10%. I genuinely 
Okay, first of all, I think we need to talk about the fact that Pop can cook books. Yeah, okay. Um, Pop, what's really going on at Pop's? Why do you know how to cook books? Yeah. He's seen some things, y'all. He That's knows so what true. to do. He mentioned that before. Good He's point. Seen some things, That's yes. fair. Veronica is talking to Hiram and is saying that she likes to believe in people, but it seems like he never changes. Um, and Hiram's like, listen, I just like heard about it. I didn't ask them to do that. So I don't know. And she's like, well, things are bad here. And he's like, well, Leo and Nico have been watching your parking lot. So I guess he has two new capos who are twins named Leo and Nico. I love that. Yeah. Like, I've been waiting for there to be a new Andre. The thing that cracks me up the most is that Hiram was like, I, I feel like when he put the job, like, advertisement out, he was <laughs> like, I want twins this time. Twins, for sure. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, I need expendable ones, but I also don't want to have to bother to learn which one is which. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so one of this, there's a moment in here that kind of made me laugh. <laughs> because um, Veronica says, new coat, new capos, right? And when I'm doing, like, theater... And you're reading a script and they sing, say things like, please, um, can, can I get a glass of water? And then the person like brings them over a water. Then you're like, okay. And you write down on the prop sheet, need like glass of water, pitcher of water. Okay. Right. So if they're reading the script and it says new coat, new capos, they're like, oof, new coat. And so that's the only reason why Hiram's wearing this dumbass coat inside. I, that coat cracked me up so much. He's like, I got money now, so yeah. I'm wearing a fur coat. Fur coat. I got money now. Isn't it a little warm? Uh, it's yeah, a probably. basement with you're, a lot of lights. You're indoors. Yeah. Hiram comments on Josie, and then she gets jumped. So you, like, know it's Hiram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hiram, Hiram in Archie's brain dragged Archie for announcing his plans, and I'm like, um, you did the same thing. Yeah, literally. He's like, oh, look, Josie. Mm-mm. Josie. Josie. It's gonna be Josie. And it's like, stop attacking teenagers, maybe. Yeah. It's just a... He's so weird! <laughs> like, just get a hobby, my guy. Remember yeah. when he put his, like, t- like college- or high school t-shirt on and then went and wrestled Archie? Yeah. And, like, dude, we get it. You peaked in high school. <laughs> so they're kind of having, like, a serpent party. It's like a little meeting that they're having. Um, And he's like, listen, someone's dealing fizzle rocks. And that is not the serpent way. Mm-hmm. We don't do that stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's true. Jughead, you are sitting in the chair that you found Joaquin dead in. I forgot about that. You... That's really gross. That's really gross. I really thought they were going to get rid of that chair. Also kind of forgot Joaquin was dead. I kind of just like assumed he was off somewhere. Yeah, no. Joaquin died. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of upset. He's like, also, no doing drugs either. No crime at all looking at you, Shoney. And Cheryl's like, ugh, I hate not being allowed to do crime. Cheryl's like, hang on, rules? She's like, ugh, there isn't even a sheriff right now. Here's the thing. If the person who it looks like is going to become sheriff becomes sheriff, Cheryl probably can just get away with things again anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's a good point. FB has a soft spot for the kids. They're like, okay, so you left for, like, a long time, and now you're trying to talk to us about responsibility? Fair. That is more than fair. But Fangs basically stands up and is just saying, listen, like, you left for a really long time, and I can't, like, we can't really afford to survive right now, so, like, what's going on? Like, what are we supposed to do? And Jughead, like, doesn't know. Like, he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then FP answers because he's like, sorry, my son is a garbage king. I should not have let him be the king. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, we'll get back to you, Fangs. Like, we'll figure it out. Because in unity, there is strength. In unity, there is strength. So let's cast some out. Yeah. Idiots. And a lot of people do the little salute thing, but Shoni doesn't. This is like the super, super weak sauce version of Octavia's justice system in the bunker. Yeah. On the hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a gargoyle, member of the gargoyle gang, waiting for Josie, um, but she gets inside, 
And Josie basically is saying to Veronica and Reggie, who's also there because Reggie's there for like every single meeting that Veronica does. You got to figure this out or I'm quitting because I'm not about all this drama. She just doesn't want that toxicity in her life, you know? That's fair. She's mm-hmm. valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Remember when Josie and Reggie were gonna be a thing? Um, oh yeah! Yeah, they had, like, weird chemistry, and they, like, made out at Nick's party that one time. Dude, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Ew! Uh, Josie? Who do I want Josie to be with? I don't know yet. I I know that she's with Sweet Pea, but, like... Kinda. Eh. Eh. I want Sweet Pea to be with Fangs, and I'm gonna talk about that soon. Okay. So Fangs goes to Jughead and is just saying, like, listen, you were gone. I needed money. My mom is really sick. We literally can't even pay for any of her treatments because America. So, like, what am I supposed to do? I think that's amazing. Yeah. I think this is, like, Riverdale doesn't shy away from saying, hey, like, this stuff costs money in this place that we live. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also, I thought they, they were in Canada. Whatever. Yeah. But another thing, FP says, well, why didn't you come talk to me? And Fangs doesn't really answer. I'm like, I... I mean, I wonder, why Why didn't he go talk to FP? He's probably more qualified than Jughead to figure it out. GFP, maybe because he gave up your spot when you shouldn't have? Yeah. Um, Jughead says that Fangs is like a brother to him, and he didn't want to ask for help because he was ashamed. Uh, Fangs said that he was ashamed, so, I mean, I guess that's your answer that's as to so why he soft. didn't talk to him. He got his drugs from the Gargoyle gang, obviously because they are Hiram's gang, and Hiram's the one who's cooking up this drug, these yeah. drugs. But he's like, listen, I can't exile you even though I'm supposed to because you've had a really rough year. Do you guys want to hear all of the things that happened to Fangs this year? Absolutely. Yeah. So, he was dating this girl who, uh, in secret. Yeah. Uh, and she was murdered. Yeah. He was then blamed for her murder. Then after he was taken out and, like, shown that he wasn't the one who murdered her. Mm -hmm. Somebody shot him anyway. In fact, his girlfriend's mom shot him. And then his mom got sick and then he had to start dealing drugs. It's been a rough time. It's been a rough time. He's had a really hard year. Yeah. So he's like, but you can't tell anybody else that I'm like giving you this like slide. Like you really can't. And he's like, I promise I won't tell anyone. I won't do it again. Yikes. Mm. (laughs) Sounds like special treatment to me, Hmm. but I get it. So now we have Shoni breaking into the lodge house, which is... Okay, here's the thing. Fangs was breaking the code before Jughead made this huge thing about how no doing this, no doing this, no doing this. And he knows that serpents don't deal drugs. Like, he knows that, but he's doing it on the low, and he's like, you know, it was before Jughead was making such a big deal out of it. But this is after Jughead has said, don't do this, this is the rule, don't you dare, calling out you specifically. And they are still doing it. Yep. Yeah. They, They deliberately chose to make this choice. Like, they're fully breaking the rules. On purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I thought the lodges would have a, have better security. Yeah, they just break in? I thought the, the the twins were for security. Yeah, it's, like, not clear that they're, like, the new Andre, but, like, I was pretty sure they were. They're yeah. probably downstairs. Yeah. Also, like, what floor are they on? Yeah. They come in through the window, and I fully thought the lodges were, like, 30th floor people. Yeah, I thought they were, like, at least, like, at least one floor up. At least. Oh, good point. Yeah. So they're gonna steal, like, the Glamour Shea egg, and... I mean, I do support this thievery of this. I wrote that the cat masks are kind of dumb, thanks. I like the cat masks. I yeah. think they're cute. I think they're a little on the nose, personally. <laughs> but that's but I mean, me. that's like Josie and the Pussycats wearing cat ears. Yeah, but the ones that they're wearing are like sleep masks that they cut holes out of. Okay, you know? fair. That's fair. So, anyway, she's like, I'm like dad i'm i pay i'm paying you so why is josie getting attacked and it's because he knows that she tried to trick him yeah so just attack josie sure whatever so he wants the right amount of money and also he wants the egg back and she's like say what now i hate him so much what egg and he's like well i think that somebody stole it and i think it was probably cheryl judging by the kiss mark on my portrait (laughs) hmm 
This is the only- Don't even need DNA evidence. This is the only good thing Cheryl did all episode, in yep. my opinion. Th- that was hilarious. Yep. Hilarious. I fully wanted her to, like, take a knife out and just slash it. I thought That's she was gonna I ruin it. she was it. gonna yeah. do. Yeah. Or, like, draw, like, a face on him. Yeah. Okay, how did she get up there? She stood she on climbed. the chair. Stood on the chair, you yep. think? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, it's a rolly chair, isn't it? Is there not a- Is there not a, like, a- I think there's a bureau underneath bureau, it. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. End table. And she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go get Jughead to fix it, I guess. So she goes over to Jughead's house, the only meeting in which Reggie is not there. And she's like, hello, Jughead. Yes, I need you to fix this. And he's like, um, this isn't really up to me. Why aren't you talking to Cheryl? And she's like, well, Cheryl won't answer my phone calls. Also, aren't you, like, her king or something? (laughs) I love that. Also, no. And he's like, oh, I guess. Mm." I guess! So, anyway, Hiram sucks, and he's like, hey, why don't you pay the serpents instead? You'll be paying less, and also, we're not shady. Seems really obvious. Except for Cheryl, I guess, apparently now. She's like, fine, if you get the egg, then yes, we have a deal. Great. So, congrats to them. So, we're having another serpent meeting, mm-hmm. and Jughead is like, hi, friends, we got a job. I'm really excited for them. Yeah. This is the perfect job for them. Does he really think that Veronica is going to be... Like, I don't know how much money they think they're getting so that everybody gets money. Like, there are a lot of serpents. I don't... Yeah. I'm not sure what the logistics of paying with serpents are. Does she just I, pay Jughead everything and then Jughead decides who gets yeah. money? Or, like, yeah. what? I think Jughead figures out, like, shift rotations. Also, yeah. why can't any of the serpents get regular jobs? I feel like some of them can. Yeah. But I also feel like um, Jughead probably asked for, like, volunteers mm. for this position. Right. So you shouldn't really, like, go into the bouncer business unless you want to. Right. Okay, yeah, fair. Okay. So he's like, but also, Shoni, you in trouble. Okay. Here's my beef with this. Jughead could have gone to Cheryl privately and said, mm-hmm. I have secured a way to keep the serpents, like, in our houses, but... I need the egg you stole. Yeah. But instead he decided to make an example of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get it. And it backfires. But it backfires. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is now he's made an enemy of Cheryl and he's really hurt Tony, who has been a serpent way longer than Jughead has. Yep. Just way pointing longer. that one out. Mm-hmm. The real Serpent Queen, if you're still in the Serpents, is actually Tony. Yeah. Thank totally. you. Totally. Um, remember when Tony and Jug had made out to a St- Harry Styles song? I actually actively try to forget that. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, we're not afraid. Like, what are you going to do? Call the sheriff? Oh, wait. There isn't one. They're really making a big deal of there not being a sheriff. I yeah. I what that's about. Yeah, in front of a person who maybe will become sheriff. Yeah. So weird. Hmm. <laughs> um, so he's like, okay, well, you exile. And Tony is like, um... Like Brittany just said, <laughs> I've met Serpent for a really long time, so you can't do that. Thanks for having my back, Brittany, is no what Tony problem, says. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, girl. Five stick together. And he's like, well, them's the rules, buckaroo. Like, what can I do? And she's like, cool, so you're going to get mad at us, but Fangs gets off scot-free, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> this, this is the thing that I think is absolutely fair, though, is Cheryl and Tony didn't, I don't think they knew why Fangs was doing it, just that Fangs was doing it, yeah. so in their minds- Everyone's probably breaking the rules. Yeah. Yep. And how is how is Jughead supposed to enforce rules when he has no authority? Yeah, literally. Like, not even that he was gone before, but, like, he still has, like, no authority. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, what? Like, how did you figure that out? And then Fangs told Sweet Pea, who told Tony, who told Cheryl. So Sweet Pea is a serpent gossip. Oh, I think that totally tracks. That makes absolute perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this scene is the beginning in which you find out that um, per- perhaps SPF are fully boyfriends. 
Okay, um, yes. Yeah, so, um, I feel like even if it's not canonically true, because we know that both of them have had female love interests. Mm -hmm. They could be bi. They They could be bi, and also, um, I would like that because, um, it really feels like Jordan and Drew are maybe trying to do that. I mean, they literally can't do anything without each other. They can't even change a pillowcase without being, like... In yeah. the same scene. Like, literally. Like, Jordan and Drew are the Suchin and Jared of Riverdale. Yes. Suchin mm-hmm. and Jared are two cast members from The 100 who are best friends, and then their characters um, got, together. got put together because yeah. they were such good friends. So that's what I, like, wish for Jordan and Drew. I absolutely agree. <laughs> yeah. So I think the reason why Sweet Pea went and told Tony was probably because he needed advice because his boyfriend lied to him and didn't tell him that he was dealing drugs before. Yeah. yeah. And Tony was like, well, I'm going to tell Cheryl because mm-hmm. I can tell Cheryl everything. So Jughead's like, well, I guess I have no choice. Fangs, you Give out. Jacket. Yeah, what can I do? And Sweet Pea is not happy because they are in love. Guys, if you watch this scene again with that lens, it's, like, fantastic. And it's also hilarious. Because it's so funny. The, the background acting is so good. Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> they're just like I'm going to eat the scenery. I'm just yeah. going to chew it right up. <laughs> and so Fangs is like, oh, no. And Sweet Pea's like, Fangs. And he's like, it's okay, Sweet Pea. Okay. The phrase, it's okay, Sweet Pea, has been breaking me for the last two days because it's just a term of endearment that he just said. Yeah. It's and okay, Sweet Pea. And it's like, I call my cat that. <laughs> and so, thanks, like, some leader you are, which is, like, fair. Yeah. And Sweet Pea goes to, like, run after him and FP stops him. He's like, no, don't go after him. But, like, why not? What about the tattoo? I don't think they're really excommunicated. Oh, I don't think so either. I think they're all going to be allowed back in. And here's the thing. Drew tried to troll us because Drew tweeted and was just like, it's been an honor. Like, oh, yeah, like, I've really appreciated my time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, um. What's going on here? I was like, um, you're not dead like we maybe thought you were last episode. Yeah. Or last season. Yeah. Uh, But also I called, but you weren't actually dead because I'm a genius. Yes. And also, I kind of willed it into existence a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I don't want that. Thanks. And then he wasn't dead. <laughs> and, then yeah. they, and then they didn't. And then he came back, which I was happy about. <laughs> um, so he's like, also, Shoni, you guys also have to have to give up your jackets. And we're like, um, I got this specially made. So I love we'll this. go, but we're going to keep the jackets. They're like, um, yeah, actually, we don't answer to you and we're keeping your jacket. I really feel like yeah. if Fangs was still there, he'd be like, oh, wait, that's an option. Can I have my jacket back, please? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know, Shoni, you're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. I know... That they committed crimes and they they messed up and they shouldn't have done it. They really are. But I still love them so much and they're my problematic faves and I would die for them. And I will still defend them because they've been through a bunch too. And maybe crime is the way that they solve these things. Okay. I agree. Cheryl had to go to conversion therapy. Mm, That's true. She sure did. It's not an excuse for her actions, Mm -hmm. but I wish it was. So he's like, okay, so you're not going to give the egg back because... Like, he's like, okay, we'll give the egg back. And she's like, why should I? Like, I'm not even a serpent. And he's um, like, because yep. you want to be a good person, and all of us live in this little, like, tent village when you get to go back to your fancy house in Thistle House, or your fancy room in Thistle House. Like, don't you care about the people who you've gotten close to in these past few months? She's like, crap, I do. Ugh, I guess. Whatever. That's the thing that I actually really liked, though, is I think that was a test from Jughead. Oh, yeah. I think he was testing Cheryl, and it's like, in his head, he was like, okay, I can get through to her still. Mm-hmm. So... He gives the egg back to Veronica, and she's like, great, um, your first mission is to help Reggie with the garbage that keeps going on. Yeah. The next scene that we have is that Hiram is in his office, and Veronica has sent the egg back, but it's totally smashed. I love it. Yeah. That's such a power move. She's like, I said I would give it back. I didn't say that I would give it back in one piece. Totally. And, like, 
whatever. You have enough money to buy another one. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, FP and Jughead are having a chat and he's saying that like something about how they're going against the lodges and how Veronica is still a lodge. Like he knows that Veronica is still a lodge. He also calls Jughead boy again. Boy. So important. And then he's like, well, you've worked for the lodges too, dad. Don't you remember the drive-in? I'm like, thank you for reminding me of the drive-in. I loved that episode. Thanks so much. We love continuity in this house. Yeah. We love it. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, and he's like, oh, well, maybe, like, you need to be, like, a better king or whatever. He's like, let me be a part of it. And he's like, well, you, I, I'm just like, why aren't you just, why didn't you just keep the, I'm, the monarchy then? I, the fact that a grown-ass man is asking his teenage son, who wears a crown hat (laughs) 24-7, if he can be part of his own gang, makes me want to scream. Yeah, dumb. I am, I feel anger so now reggie knows what's up and he sees a little spiky thing and he's like no so he stops he's like tires are expensive especially on this vintage truck mm-hmm. and when we were watching we were sure that this gargoyle was going to be fangs yes we were so sure we yeah. were like oh my god fangs has like changed everything he's like oh in the new gang, he's, like, moved moved gangs and everything. I love what they actually chose to do. I think it's so much better. Yes. But, like, we were sure that Fangs had had gone to the wrong, had gone to the bad but side. But, like, shout out to this extra for doing the most mask acting yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, totally. But I was, like, so ready for them to pull the mask off and have Sweet yeah. Pea be like, <gasps> Yeah, like, the drama. <laughs> I was ready it. for some real great Jordan yeah. Connor acting yeah. for that, but um, that's okay. Like, this is fine, too. The serpents are in the back of the truck. And they're like, trash the cargo. And he's like, I can't. Actually, my cargo is trash. All the serpents come out. (laughs) Um, And so they're like, oh, tell Hiram that Veronica is under the protection of the serpents. And like FP's there. And I'm like, yes. Yes. So Reggie smuggled all of these people in to Canada. Yep. What did he tell the border agent when he crossed the border? Secret maple syrup delivery for the secret maple syrup vault in Quebec. Yeah, sorry, you can't look inside. Yeah, you can't. It's classified. Or they all got out and they were like, here are our passports. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys here to do? Well, we're here to take down a gang. Uh, sure. Okay, yeah, bold come on you, in. Bold of you to assume that FP would be allowed to cross the border with yeah, a criminal record. Exactly. So like, um, yeah, what is the truth? Maybe they're on their way to Canada. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're not in Canada yet. Yeah, maybe they're just like on their way. I mean, else. they're always in Canada. It but- looks like it's the exact same road, but whatever. So, um, Veronica is singing at her own speakeasy because Josie was like, no, thank you. She's doing such a good job. She is doing a really good job. Um, and then Veronica and Reggie are having, like, their moments, which we knew was gonna happen, and I am so pleased. I'm so happy. The thing that bugs me about this is, like, it's not gonna last. Why? Because you know Archie and Ronnie are, as Ronnie says, endgame. No. Yes. No. Okay. I like Veronica and Reggie better. I want Archie to be alone because nobody deserves to be treated so garbagey like Archie does. That's true. The I think it was the writer's room Twitter that called them Veggie Tales. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. I, I loved it. Like, I didn't like Veggie, but I do like Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. Veggie Tales. That's their full title now. Veggie Tales. Um, <laughs> so what happens, I mean, we kind of already talked about this already, but... What happens when Archie fully isn't dead? Oh, the drama, darlings. Yeah. The drama of it all. Um, I hope that uh, Archie just spends some time alone. Mm. And that Veronica gets to have a nice time with Reggie and start dating him yeah. and become a serious thing. Um, Maybe Archie and Jughead could hook up. 
Archie and Juggy could hook up. Archie and Betty could hook up. Um, yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah. I think, like, a point that I found that I made a lot in season one was that Archie never gets to be alone. Like, it's yeah. always, it's like, he's with Grundy, and then he's with Val, and then he's with Veronica, and he's been with Veronica this whole time. And then when he's not with Veronica, he's with Betty. Like, just let Archie not have a love interest for three seconds. Which they're kind of doing now. Yeah. It's really highlighting that Archie kind of has to have someone with him at all times to control his stupid impulses. He broke up with with Veronica, and then he got this random Lori girl. Like... Oh my god, shave him with a straight razor? Yeah. Oh my so, god. Whatever. So, they go and talk to Fangs, and they find that, like, can't... Will you be a double agent for us? Like, go join the Gargoyle Gang. Which is what we thought he had already done, but this yeah. is so much better, because so now like, he's still a good guy. We were just ahead of the game. Yeah, technically. Um, and so he's like, yes, I would be honored to do that. And as soon as he says that, there's literally a shot of Sweet Pea being like, hard eyes. <laughs> and he's like, that's my boy! That's my boy! Uh, anyway, they're boyfriends. Thank you. That's it! Now it's time for segments. Um, my first segment is Asexual Jughead, question mark, question mark, question mark, and the answer is yes, always yes, I don't care. And mine is, which MILF was the most badass? Um, I guess? No, oh, no, Sierra! Yeah! Obviously Sierra! Yeah. Yeah, I was like... Who else was in this episode other than else? Freaking Sierra, hero lawyer of them all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, did the snake parents acknowledge their obvious history? Like, no, I, no, they didn't talk. <sighs> it was really upsetting, actually. Alas, it was depressing. Now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Tony Forks. And in case you are wondering how we know, Fangs told Sweet Pea who told me. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love the gossip serpents. Yeah, <gasps> gossip serpents. Mm. Ooh. Pod- new podcast? Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's really what we should call this podcast. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the Gossip Serpent. <laughs> Sounds bad. Sister Serpents. Sister Serpents. Um. Okay. Here's the thing. I want my best line award to just be FP saying "boy." Can I do that? Well, it's gonna be hard just because he literally says it like really quick at the end of a sentence. So I don't think you can. Oh man. You can say that. You can use the, do the full sentence, but it can't just be him saying. Boy. Okay. Okay. Because he says it once, but it's, like, real quick at the end of the sentence. Okay. So, it's either that or, um... You make an extremely sexy Robin Hood, TT. That's good. I like that one. Okay, okay. We'll, do, really we'll do that one. Sammy. I was like, if you can't have boy, then I want it to just be gay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be real honest. I forgot to do this. So, give me, like, two minutes. Okay. Walk away. Salary. Gotta be. VeggieTales. When I was in Catholic school, we watched a lot of VeggieTales. Mm-hmm. Because it was a Catholic program. I watched Veggie Tales in at Sunday school. Same. Guys, did and anyone else have my no own clue house. that they were religious? No, I fully knew. I I, I didn't really know. I had no clue. I thought I was just watching Talking Vegetables educate me. <laughs> like, what religious significance does water buffalo have? Everybody has a water buffalo. Yours is fast, but mine is slow. And my favorite line of word goes to Cheryl for... I'm feeling particularly brazen tonight. Now it's time for our trailer reaction. Trailer reactions in three, two, one, play. Okay, you think Veronica that's gonna kill Archie? Oh my god, Archie's dead. Is that Betty going to visit Hal? I yes. will kill you. I just want it all to be. Time. I just want it all to be fair and You think what? Went. Uh, all the men, all the ladies. Uh, be there. Who is that? What is going on? There's so much. Okay, okay, okay. Holy yeah, butts, holy like, butts, holy butts. Okay. I'm super here for spicy Fred. Oh my god. As if, like, <laughs> Fred saying that, I was just like, bud, you're the paladin. Or like, you're the, you're the, what's it? The radiant knight. The radiant knight. Like, there's no way. Okay, so Veronica crying because, oh, you guys, Veronica is the, the rep- representation we want. 
Look at how her bra is digging into her back. Oh, mm. I know that life. God, she's valid. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> I just, I know that life. When you wear a, a tight t-shirt and you're like, ugh. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're like, great. Okay. Anyway, Archie isn't dead. Either that's Archie. Oh my God, Archie's dead. Or it's like Reggie being like, I can't do this, Veronica. And they're just going to ruin Archie or Reggie and Veronica immediately. No, I don't know. I think it's, it's probably going to be. Dead. Okay, sweet. It's either Archie's dead or Archie's like in the hospital. I think this is Betty going to visit Hal. I think that that's Hal in the background. Oh, that fully is. It absolutely is. I'm so excited to see Hal again, you guys. I'm so pumped. Guys, I'm really excited about this shot of Uh Fred threatening Hiram because I'm pretty sure FP is there like as his backup. Yep. Which means like we're finally going to get some Fred and FP content. I love that. Love that for us. Jughead's like messed up about something that's on the ground. I'm pretty sure he's just reacting to Archie. Archie's death. Oh. Yeah, okay, just like yeah. really freaked out. Okay, either that's FP or that's one of the twins. I think that might be no, one I of the twins. No, I think the twin is in the background, but the person next to oh. him is FP. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, I really don't think that Fred will kill Hiram. Thanks. But I would love that for him if he did. Hir- Hermione says that it's time what is to, that? Become, I have no. to become sheriff. Oh, to become. <gasps> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's the mayor. She can appoint him okay. sheriff. Where, what money is? Is she saying that to Alice? Yeah, what money? No, she's saying that to Evelyn. Oh, that's fully Evelyn. Yeah, totally. I was confused because of the lighting is so orange that it's yeah. like, oh, hard that to tell what color but her hair also, is. Also, what money, though? I don't know. Like, either way, what money? Yeah. They're having a party at their house for people from the farm. All we recognize is Evelyn and Alice. Yo, know, the fact yeah. that they're toasting with milk, like... Yeah. Polly isn't even here. Good. I'm so... Like, why now of all times is Alice in a suit again? Yeah. If she's having a party with the people from the farm. Right. Can she not still just wear her, like, hippie farm outfits yeah. for Maybe it's that? just to, like, start um, to signify a transition in our brains that she's going back to... Gosh, I house. hope so. Um, this is, I guess, a meeting of the gargoyles with the gar- actual gargoyle king. Oh, he's- okay. Cool. Oh, it's Fangs. Great. Okay, so Jughead's talking to Fangs and Fangs is telling him the tea. Yeah. Uh, from the gargoyle king. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Jughead's pumped. I wonder if Jughead is, like gonna sneak in wearing a gargoyle mask yeah i want to hear exactly what fang says give me one second it looks it looks like the gargoyle is what's on the bridge yeah it looks like the king or something is waiting on a bridge one sec i want to hear what fang says sorry we're having a ceremony tomorrow night he'll be there okay so that's why jughead's gonna go look forward to the next look doesn't it look like there's a gargoyle on the bridge fully with something else there. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like some sort of animal? I don't know. Looks like a pack mule or like... And then who's this in the hat that's going towards him? I, it, I don't know. Do and we then, think that's Edgar? Do we think that's Hiram? I think it might be Hiram. Well, now we've got Hiram getting shot by Kelly Ripa, question mark? His actual wife? Who knows? Oh my god. Can you I'm just waiting for her to show up. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited. This looks more promising than this past episode. Robin, I hate you. <laughs> She tweeted, I thought I was just watching Talking Vegetables educate me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Robin! Sorry. Great, so before we um, finish this all up, we're going to talk really quickly about the Heathers thing that we just got. Yeah. See what, what sort of information we get from that. If you guys aren't aware, um, the showrunner, usually, he um, last year tweeted the Carrie the Musical cast list. Yeah. And this year he's he tweeted the Heathers the Musical um, cast list. Yes. What do you guys think about there being another musical? I'm here for it. I love it. I, I love that Riverdale's just leaning into, okay, you know what, maybe sometimes we're glee. I love it too. I I kind of liked the idea of the Carrie musical episode being, like, special and being, like, the only one. Yeah. Um, I think now they have a lot to live up to now, so we'll Oh, to yeah, see. if they blow it, then it's like, why did you do it in the first place? Yeah. 
Um, the episode that it, it is is called Big Fun, which is, I think, a, a song from the musical. Oh, okay. It's sponsored by The Farm. It's sponsored by The Farm? It says sponsored by The Farm. Um, Ew! I'm also, I'm still really mad that it's just called The Farm and it doesn't have a cool name like Ever Never Yeah, Land. it's like, imagine like trying to look that up on like, in, uh, like Instagram and yeah. it's like The Farm. Like you're going to get so many. It, it's bad marketing. It's bad. Um, let me just read this out here. Welcome back, fellow thespians. The farm will be hosting a pizza party, because they're, like, obsessed with pizza parties, I guess, in the music room tomorrow, where we will distribute your librettos and warm up with some trust-building exercises. Our first rehearsal will take place on Wednesday morning in the auditorium. Please check in with the head of our security detail, Jughead Jones, upon arrival. So Jughead is not a filmographer this time. He is security. I love that they're finding ways for Cole not to do stuff. Yes. If you did not receive a part but would still like to be part of the production, please contact me for information regarding crew signups. Also note that I will be inserting myself into this iconic musical as the forgotten character of peter dawson how very right <laughs> that's oh so gay why would you write that sam you have seen heathers yes once the movie yes Brittany, have you seen heathers i haven't okay we have to, or i guess you're gonna watch the movie and i'm gonna watch the musical yes. again who's do you know who peter dawson is no the forgotten character of peter dawson i don't remember like, i don't okay. even know what that means yeah we'll have to look it up uh sincerely your director kevin keller so um kevin is going to be the director slash in it this time i guess Obvious. really quick before we go into the actual cast list looking at the sort of like what's gone on on the actual page um we've got a cup print like a like someone's put their cup there yeah it's like a little cup stain it's kind of disrespectful <laughs> um there's a kiss mark inevitably from Kobe from Cheryl, obviously. Someone drew a little like Slurpee or a milkshake or something. Someone drew a chainsaw. Is that relevant? It has to be, right, Sam? Yeah, that's Yeah, isn't right. that the that one line? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. Um, and then someone wrote big fun on it, and it also looks like half of like the corner was burned off. Listen, that script that has gone through some stuff. It fully makes sense for it to be burned off because okay. there's um Lots of smoking and explosions. Okay. Okay. So looking at the cast list, what's interesting is everyone has put their initials next to their name just to make sure that they've seen it, right? Yeah. So Cheryl Blossom is playing Heather Chandler. Veronica Lodge is playing Heather McNamara. Betty Cooper is playing Heather Duke. So those are the three Heathers. Sam, would you um, actually give a really quick synopsis of Heathers? Would you be able to? Uh, vaguely from what I remember, because I watched it like a year ago. So but it's basically Mean Girls, but with more death. So, like, the Heathers are, like, the popular girls at school, and um, they're very clicky and, like, horrible to each other. And I can't remember what exactly leads to it, but Veronica ends up um, kind of accidentally killing one of the Heathers. And oh. And they, like, fake it. They turn it into a fake suicide, and, like, it becomes this whole thing. And her um, new boyfriend is very... Uh, wants them to keep killing people and she oh boy uh kind of goes along with it and yeah that's where the dear diary my teen angst bullshit now has a body count <gasps> line comes from oh. so uh and it's sort of veronica riding the line of like going along and killing people with him and then like trying to stop him and uh whether or not she ends up winning mm. that uh battle okay um so josie's being is going to be playing Veronica. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really happy for Josie because last musical, she yeah. got a she garbage got part. Yeah. Yeah, I was really disappointed that they gave Josie such a garbage part. Um, so I'm happy that she's playing the lead and it looks like her boyfriend is being played by Sweet Pea. Mm. Um, so I'm glad that they're bringing that back because I was like, oh, let's give Sweet Pea a, 
a storyline. Oh, no, let's not. Okay, well, whatever. Um, but the most interesting part about it is that Sweet Pea has signed his not SP, but NM. Neiman Marcus. So <laughs> he has a name. It's not just Sweet Pea, and we're actually maybe going to figure it out, actually, which is really exciting. What do you want his name to be? I want it to be something like, um, well, originally I made the joke that I want it to be something real dumb. Like, it has to be something real dumb for you to want to go by Sweet Pea. You oh know? my god. What if his name is, like, something like Neil? That's my dad's name. <laughs> I know. That was Norm. Norm. I think it's Nathan. Nathan or Noah, I think we kind of decided it probably was. Okay. But I did go on the Archie Comics wiki for all of the characters, and I literally looked through the entire thing, and I couldn't find anybody whose initials were actually NM. So, uh, we don't know. Um, Archie Andrews is playing Kurt Kelly, so they just, like, fully just told us that Archie isn't dead. Yeah, and sure that he gets away with everything and is back at school. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Archie is going to be playing a gay football player then. That makes sense, because um, somebody wrote... Kurt loves Ram Sweeney yep. in between them, and that's being played by Reggie. Yeah. So, um, also, I'm really excited to see Reggie in the musical because I think Chuck took over the thing that Reggie was supposed to do oh, yeah. in the original musical, is what we kind of guessed. So, that's exciting. And then there's a new character called Peaches and Cream who's playing all of these like male parts, but then we looked, and on the IMDb, it is a lady who's playing them. I looked that up on the Archie wiki and I couldn't figure out what that was either. Drag queen! Brittany originally thought it was a drag queen. Okay, who else but a drag queen would have the name Peaches and Cream? No, I know, but like it's like a lady who's playing them. Yeah, the actress. Drag king? Ooh, maybe. Could be a drag king because they're playing all of these male parts. Oh, yes, drag king! Oh my god, I would love that. And then the other like adult male characters are being played by Fangs. Um, so I'm just happy for Fangs for being in it. Fangs before, is fine. He was, like, the assistant director last time, yeah. and this time he actually gets to be in it, so I'm really happy for him. Who's gonna die in this episode? Oh, God. Yeah. I hope it's Evelyn who's also in the thing. <laughs> Why is Evelyn there? Because it was sponsored by the farm. I hate her. Evelyn Evernever is playing Mrs. Fleming, and then Tony Topaz is playing Betty Finn. So I'm going to watch the musical soon and i will tell you what the heck that means <laughs> i just like knowing that shoni are fine you know yeah yeah, yeah. you know that they're not dead yeah archie but anyway I, I cannot wait to see archie and reggie be gay i cannot believe that they spoiled archie living like that yeah that was really disappointing i yeah. think actually okay i think maybe this week i'm gonna watch like the heathers musical and maybe okay. be able to talk a little bit more about what to expect i will fully watch others but there's still like another five or six episodes until then anyway oh, so okay. yeah it's not like next week or anything right. um okay well thank you for listening thank you so much for listening <laughs> i guess <is> what I <laughs> well i was going to say thank you for listening and then i was going to trans uh i was going to um transition into the outro but then i realized that i had basically already you, said already the beginning. The yeah yeah yep. so thank you so much for listening to this episode our music is terminal by good news tunes please if you are so inclined write us a review on itunes we like those and we also have that survey that we were mentioning that's always in the description um if you like the hundred we like to talk about that show too we covered season four season five we just went to unity days which is the hundred con and now we're gonna be covering season six which starts april 30th yes um if you're a fan of the chilling adventures of sabrina we like to talk about that show too on this very feed yes um, episode two coming out very soon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it. You're in the right place already. Yeah. <laughs>
We good. Um, if you enjoy this TV show called Lost, which Robin definitely does, we covered season one. We are in the middle of season two, and um, yeah, we're just having a really good time on that feed. We're taking a little bit of a break just to finish Riverdale, because uh, we do have a pretty big uh, workload yeah. right now, yeah. but um, that gives you a lot of great time to catch up, so definitely join us over there. It's um, we, we talk a lot over there. Yeah. They're probably our longest podcast. Yeah, um, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we that's happening. We now yep. finally have have a iTunes link. So if you search Aficionados on your favorite podcast app, you should be able to find it. And um, we will be uh, recording our first episode for episode 101 very soon. Woohoo! Um, as we mentioned before, Sweet River Con is happening November. Be there. Go find out about it. Google it. Yeah. Do your research. Please. They come. Tickets are on sale now. Oh, they are, aren't they? They are on sale. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) Um, You can follow at the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. Uh, Mostly Twitter, though. Yeah. 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 And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados, as we mentioned earlier. It's really expensive to run all of those podcasts that we just talked about. So if you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, you, and we love you. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally we do. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A, with an underscore at the end. Sam, thank you so much for coming and joining us! Woo! Woo! Thank you! <laughs> Who are you? Are Wait, you where can we find you? Are you going to tell us you? on the internet? You can, please, you, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Sam C with that's S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-C. And uh, yeah, I just yell a lot about television. Thanks. Thank you. The next episode is episode 310. It's called The Stranger. Um, and there are a lot of things called The Stranger. So yeah. it's, it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what it's about. Like literally if you go into film, there's like probably 15 plus different films called The Stranger. So maybe uh, after next week's episode, I'll go through them again and see which one was actually the most relevant. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, as for this, I can't really make uh, much of a guess. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Mm, Bye. (laughs) Oh, my God.